Welcome to episode 61 of the Spinner's Lit Pinball Podcast, the dawn of 24. I'm your host, Spencer. With me tonight is uh, my co-host, Mark. Hey, everyone. Dan. Hey, what's going on, folks? And a very special guest co-host from Dawn's Pinball Podcast is Dawn. Welcome, Dawn. I'm here. Hello. Thanks for the invite. Mooch appreciated. To be fair, you asked for this. (laughs) So you're in for it now. Thank you for finally responding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you sent me the money, I couldn't say no. (laughs) Yeah, five bucks is five bucks. Hey, man, 20 bucks. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I saw that on a bumper sticker the other day. So, yeah, man, it's the new year. It's 2024. We got a lot of pinball stuff going on, a lot of talk about. Uh, you guys know Pinberg's back. I know. I saw that. I'm so excited. Isn't this so great? excited. Yes. Hey, Don, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so Pittsburgh, awesome pinball town. Been there several times, like a swing through and head up Helicon when I get in there. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't around in the tournament space when this thing was was huge from before, but like talking to people, this was like the event of the year for for not not only just in the US, but internationally, people would travel to this. So from the fires of COVID-19, the Phoenix is rising for the first return of Pinburg with like 150 machines or so. Well, right. It was it was the Super Bowl of Pinball. Or 150, you know. 150 tickets, I guess. TM. Yeah, 100, 150 that they're starting off with. Kind of like what they started off Pinburg when it first started was about the same amount of people. Yeah, wasn't it so, like a thousand people there at the end? Like they had a well, thousand yeah, people at the playing? End, yeah, at the end it was like a thousand two hundred, I think was the last one, uh, which is pretty cool. But um, how many days I think I was there for when they had it. Um, how many days does it go yeah, for? Was it like a, like a big four day event or something? Cause I don't know how you'd keep up the stamina for that. It is. Uh, it's actually, I think it's three days and then f- the fourth day is the finals, but um, it goes in conjunction when they used to have replay effects, hmm. yeah, which was the show. big show. Yes. Right. And it was at the convention center in Pittsburgh, like you mentioned. And it was uh, a great show, had a lot of games on the free play area. But then the place to go, of course, was Pinburg, where they had four machines in each bank. And I think they had like, I can't remember how many games there were, but like at least up to 300, 350 games just in the Pinburg area. Uh, it might even be more than that. I can't remember exactly, but it definitely was enough to accommodate the many people who played in the tournament. Wow. Right. Well, there was a time before replay effects where it was actually at the Papa headquarters, right? I don't think it was Pinburg then. Well, they had Pinburg and Papa, I thought, or was I mistaken on that? I think that was two different things. There was like the Papa World Championships. Okay. And that was at the facility where they had like 400 plus games. Yeah, that was at the Papa facility. Yeah. And then they had Pinburg. Which was its own, and then it joined Replay FX. Okay. Correct. Okay, that's that's what okay. I was thinking because they were. I thought I didn't think they were the exact same thing. And now we have like now the World Championship just because I, I think Papa went away, so the World Championship became Pinburg, and then Pinburg went away, so the World Championship now is Indisc. Mm. 
which right. is a great, great tournament. Like, it's amazing. We had like three people from our local league went uh, to this last one. Um, but I don't think it ever quite had like that magic that Pinberg had built up. It's also, you know, kind of a newer show, but yeah, the Pinberg show was, it definitely had that big game feel big, the, the big fight feel, <laughs> you know? Well, Pinberg was awesome because you played against all different levels of players in the first round, actually 10 rounds you had on the first day. And it didn't matter if they were a B C or D division is what they divided it up into. And what I noticed is that, uh, it was interesting because then based on your results that determined if you were an A division, B division, C division, D division on the next day. So you really felt like, okay, you don't have to feel pressure to get into A because you know you'll get destroyed, which I know I would have. Um, but then B is kind of like, wow, that's pretty great celebration to be able to get in that level of players. And then of course you had C and D. So you really had a chance throughout that tournament with people that you play against at your same level. And that's what made it so much fun because the first part, like I said, is playing everybody. You could be having Keith Allen in your group. I had Josh Sharp in my group when we were playing Bonsai Run and I was a little intimidated to say the okay, least. Okay, so you went to Pinburg. I went to Pinburg. Okay. Absolutely. There you yeah. go. So we got we got an expert in our midst. Yes. Yes, I did. I participated. I, 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 I actually learned that. about that. I'm sorry. Well, I, I'm sorry. I didn't tell you. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Coming down from on high. Yeah. Pinburg was one of the most fun tournaments to be in because you, it was, it was a social event, but at the same time, it didn't feel as much pressure as like when you go to Indisc because Indisc is like serious, big guns, card system. You mess up on a game, throw out your card. You got to do another set of cards to get the best games you can. Where Pinberg's like, well, I get a one or uh, I get a three or a two. And it kind of evens it out after a while where you don't have to feel as much pressure when you're playing. But it's just super fun. And the amount of people and how many people travel all around the world that come to this event, especially when they had a thousand players, it was really a sight to behold. See, I could see getting into something like that. If it was a tournament that I'd have to qualify for, me being the world's most average player, you know, I don't think I could really partake or, or hang for that long. But something like that where it kind of, you know, adjusts to your level of performance, uh, that could be kind of fun. Exactly. Yeah, it's a it's a match play format. And there are 10 rounds. So you have five rounds in the morning and you have five rounds in the afternoon. And it is a lot of pinball. We're talking... Uh, 20 rounds total in just two days time. Hmm. So you're playing literally from 10 a.m. all the way to 11 p.m. Wow. So it's it's almost 12 hours of straight pinball with breaks, of course, in between, but not much. You get about a, a half hour break for dinner and like barely a lunch break and you're off to the races playing uh, pinball nonstop. And the other cool thing about Pinburg is the format. Not only does it have the three, two, one, zero scoring, but the other cool thing about it is that every bank has a different machine represented for the era. So you'll always have an EM, you'll have an early solid state, and you'll have a either uh, an, a late solid state or LCD. In that case, I'm trying to think, I don't know if LCD was around back then. I don't think it was when I was last in Pinburg, but um, the DMD era. So you always have four different machines that you play and you play all four machines 
with your group hmm. in that bank. It's really fun. And they were set hard. The amazing thing too is how they set those machines to exactly take only a half hour uh, per round. Uh, it's pretty amazing when you when you look at it. Um, they all ended at the same time. And I don't know how they timed it right, but they made them super hard that they were pretty much drain monsters and you had to really play well to play on those machines because they took out the rubbers. They took out the center posts when they had them in there. They obviously increased the sensitivity of the slingshots and it definitely made the machine a lot harder to allow the rounds to go quicker because you're not going to be sticking around forever waiting for other groups to finish. Somehow they just finished all at the same time before you went on to the next round. Pretty amazing. I don't know if it was a half hour. I mean, it was an hour. I can't remember exactly. I think it was an hour per round. So that would be about right. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, as long as everything's set hard, but it, it's the same for everybody. I, I like that because then it's not going to take, you know, a, a top end player is going to play for 60 minutes or something. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Exactly. All right, we'll bring it. Yeah, sounds fun. hope it continues and grows from here. And yeah, I'll definitely check it out at some point. Yeah, you yeah. wonder if they're going to have that step up, right? Like if they're going to go, what was it, 150, and then next year is going to be 300. And how many years it's going to take them to get back to what they were before, or if that's even the plan. Right. And And the thing is, it's like a lottery system where you obviously – there's a lot of tournaments that have a huge demand and Pinburg sells out like in five minutes with a thousand tickets. It's crazy. Like I'm all, I remember when I sat there and it was like, you know, like I was a cloud nine when I was able to get in and purchase my ticket because they just sell out so fast. Cause everybody's just waiting by the computer, hit and refresh, waiting to be able to hit that buy ticket now. <laughs> so it's a huge tournament that's on demand with a lot of people that, really want to participate in that. Yeah. I remember back when there was still, you know, Pittenberg, like you said, um, was selling out in 10 minutes or under for a thousand tickets. And yeah. it was just like, people were like, nobody's getting any work today. Cause they're all trying to get Pittenberg tickets. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, no, I can't, I can't teach a class now. I got shit to do. Uh, <laughs> I, I still have interesting side note. Um, Damien, shout out to Damien. One of the, the, co-founders of the capital quarter of pinball league would always get cool stern swag to give away at the tournaments like you know keychains and you know key bobs stuff like that stickers and he would always throw a handful of papa tokens in and so i still i grabbed a couple because i always wanted to go to Papa, and i just never got to go and then they closed up and i still have a couple of those tokens you know maybe they'll bring those back someday yeah well, is it even but, uh, like, like I said, Papa itself still exists, right? Just the facility doesn't. Correct. Yeah. They still, in fact, they're doing, you know, Bowen, what I just saw, he's got a new tutorial video on uh, Gottlieb Genesis. I watched it just the other night, just came out. So he's back to doing Papa tutorials again um, with generous help from uh, some, you know, people donating you know, funds to, to support that and get the camera crews out and all that good stuff. So I don't know all their names, but shout out to whoever they are for supporting, supporting that endeavor. That's pretty cool. When is Pinburg taking place? Do you know what the dates are? It was July something. I can look it up here. Yeah. I know tickets go on sale the fifth, right? Of next month. Okay. Cause it's a whole like F5 thing. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a, it's a whole F5 thing like 25th <laughs> for sure. to the 27th, 2027, 2024. Okay. 25th through the 27th. Okay, cool. At the Resonine cool. Esports Facility in Bridgeville, Pennsylvania. 25,000 in prizes. That'd be fun. That's a lot of yeah. lights. I know one thing that was really cool when I was there is eBay sponsored the tournament, which was pretty cool having a big sponsor like that. And that was if cool. If we can get pinball going as a big esports thing, can you imagine? Oh, I know. I know. And I think now with the popularity of pinball, with competitive pinball, uh, maybe they could get a really good sponsor. You never know. Get Mountain Dew pinball edition going or something, you know, something major like that. Or Yeah, no kidding. Monster Energy. Yeah, no, those graduate Doritos. <laughs> I think that there was like a, a whole thing not far back as to they were they were looking at why pinball doesn't work as like a a competitive esport, and it's because of the time investment. Like it's so really true. it's really long. Yeah, the only way they could do it, Dan, is probably like what they do with the um where they do the time limit, uh, what is that called? Yeah, like, Pin the, clash. like the stern challenges that they were doing. Yeah. Like it's not guys just trying to play a game forever and run up a giant score, but it's like, yeah, you're trying to, you know, you either have so long to play or you're trying to meet some sort of objective. Exactly. Yep. Well, there's no way you can do an agony of defeat for wild world sports with pinball involved, you know, and you got to have that. Oh, no, you can definitely do the agony of defeat with pinball. Just you're not going to go flying off of a ski ramp. <laughs> you're not going to end up in a body cast, you know. No. It'll be just like a power drain, like ding, ding. Uh. And somebody right. like rage tilting. And then somebody yeah. like flipping off the machine like 600 times. <laughs> or as we call that, the Spencer. The Spencer, the double fingers. Doing the, the Spencer, the double deuce. <laughs> but yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, that for pinball's marquee event to be coming back, like that's super exciting. So I'm not going to go to Pinburg or to Pittsburgh and play in it, but I will watch it on the internet. There you go. <laughs> I'd love to go, but I'm going to wait until there's more players because I don't think I'd be able to get a ticket and <laughs> get lucky with that with only 120 players. At least there's but, something for the flippers to look forward to, right? Because if they could score a ticket, think of what they could flip it for. Yeah, true. <laughs> Good point. Yep. We're not flipping machines anymore, man, at this market. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Um, which brings me to my next or our next topic, because um, there's a lot of debate and discussion about this new game, Jaws. Stern's newest pinball machine. Been uh, anticipated for some time, you know, batting around the interwebs. and. Wait, no, I thought it was Flipper. Flipper, it was, I would actually love a flipper machine. I really would. <laughs> I, I, that, that never even entered my mind, Dan. But now that you said it, I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool. You know? um, what was the kid's name? Rusty? I don't, I don't remember. It had to be Tim or Billy, right? Yeah, it had to be. You know, it's it's like <laughs> I said, let's talk about Timmy. I'll tell you. Don't mind me later. I'll tell you a Timmy story about my dog. Um, I think that that's what you do. Like you start yourself a janky knockoff pinball company. You just make the exact same game, but just theme it as flipper. <laughs> the dolphin comes out from under the boat. Yeah. So, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, my dog's always that. Well, I have two dogs, two hunting dogs. One's a red bone coon hound named Daisy. And the other one's a, 
an American foxhound named Jack. Neither one actually hunt, but they're hunting type dogs. So they just lay on the couch a lot and bitch to go outside. Um, but one day Daisy's just going ape shit. So I look at her, I'm like, what's the matter, girl? Timmy, Timmy fall down. Cause I'm like, I'm not feeling good. I'm tired or whatever. Timmy fall down the well. And I'm like, well, fuck him. Fuck him right in his ear. <laughs> and my wife just shot coffee out of her mouth. She thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I you were like, going to say there was a dolphin in the yard. I was going to be really a impressed. In the yard. No, but there's a squirrel that gives them both shit every morning, just sits in the trunk of the tree and just, <laughs> just, just messes with them endlessly. Cause he knows, he goes, they're never going to get me, you know, but anyway, so John Stern's newest game. Um, first thoughts. I always love the movie. It's you know, Dan and I were talking offline a couple weeks ago. It's, it's, it's an iconic, um, you know what? I'm going to let you tell it, Dan, because you tell it better. Talk about Jaws, the movie, from its standpoint in pop culture. Well, to, to be fair, Spencer's excited about Jaws because Spencer's a sailor. That's that's true. That is and fair. Spencer, how old were you in 75? Well, I turned 10 that year, but not until December. So when the movie so, came out in the summer, I was nine. So, yeah, that's that's awesome. Like that's the pop culture nail. Like that's it. You know, ten years old, whatever you loved when you were ten years old, you probably love forever. Jaws is an important movie. It's it's the dawn of the modern blockbuster. Like it was the original summer blockbuster, and I can understand why people are excited about Jaws. But I think most people are just sort of excited about Keith Elwin number five. Yes. Right. Like Jaws is great. Like I've known about Jaws my whole life. I'm I'm a 75 baby. So, you know, I was I saw Jaws when I was old enough to watch a scariest movie and it was like, oh, sharks. But honestly, like, I don't care about Jaws as as a as a theme. I just want to see what Keith Elwin's going to do next, because I think that the Keith Elwin game is the event right now in pinball. A couple years ago, it was whatever JJP was doing. Now it's whatever Keith Elwin's doing. Those are all great points and well said. Yeah, for me, it is more of a nostalgia wank, you know, because, again, that summer we had Jaws. And it was the first time we had this massive summer blockbuster where I'd see, like, posters and T-shirts at the local, you know, discount store. Um, you know, the 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 five and dimes, the Woolworths, you know. Um you like I said, you would see tank tops and the iron-on transfers where you go, you buy your shirt, or your tank top, or your whatever, and then you'd pick out your iron-on transfer and they put it in the machine and put it on for you. And then the next summer was King Kong, and then the summer after that was what we talked about the other night, Dan. When we talked for a while, was uh, Star Wars, where that literally, you know, broke everything, man, because um, it was so so huge. But you know. I, and a lot of people pissing and moaning. They're always on. The shark doesn't eat the ball. And, okay, that's fair, I guess. I'm excited to play it because I think it looks good, and I'm excited they got a lot of the assets. Well, they got them all, right? Well, Roy Scheider, he's he's in the video, and you have sound bites from him, but he's like he's not on the play field or anything. Yeah, but so I, I mean, he's all, he's all over the game. Like the first thing you see in the game is you see Brody jumping in his truck. Yeah, you see him. What I love is that you see him smoking. Isn't that great? Uh, like he's straight sitting there with a cigarette hanging out of his lips. Yeah. He's like throwing chum in the water. And you're just like, oh, that's that's funny. I bet that they straight <laughs> out said, like, you cannot alter the video. There you go. You know, do no. not put a, do not replace that gun with a walkie-talkie. I think that Spielberg learned that lesson. Thank you. <laughs> 
Yeah, I like that the uh, the screen's full resolution too, so they didn't have that that stipulation like on Bond where they couldn't have text overlying the actual film footage. So that's why the screen when the show's film footage is so much smaller and looks kind of weird. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It, looks, it looks like a DVD menu yeah. from like <laughs> why you know nineteen ninety eight. I will say um a couple of the the standout shots from Bond sixtieth that I really like like that that figure eight shot on the left. This looks like it has a couple of shots kind of like that too. The the shot that doubles back on itself through the spinner on the left, and then on the right uh, you go through that the horizontal spinner they're calling it and kind of feeds right back. Like those look like fun shots. I think the game's going to be fun. The fact that a character's missing from the play field doesn't kill it for me. Um, and the assets do look fun. And three D mode Same, on the video yeah. mode. Come on. Which which is an homage to the actual game that was in the yeah, movie. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, it was like a Sega, a Sega something yeah. that I don't remember what it was. It's yeah. so it's so fun. I'm so glad you guys mentioned that because I actually put that in my personal notes. It's uh Killer Shark by Sega, nineteen seventy two. I remember playing that at like okay, it it was an arcade. It was a place when I was a kid, it was a pool hall, and we weren't supposed to go there as kids because it was like you know you could smoke cigarettes and drink beer so the front was pinball and they had like you know they had that they had like pong stunt cycle an atari driving game i I think it was night driver um the the old boot heel cowboy gun you you get the idea you know it was the 70s and they had about a dozen pinball machines and nobody ever bothered us. We never bothered anybody. We never went down into the pool hall. We stayed in the arcade, but after jaws came out, they had that game in there. And I remember playing that game and I was like thinking, God, I hope they, I hope that like that they integrate that somehow. Cause I was thinking like make a little miniature one of it that they could put on the play field or something, you know, cheesy, like in Tron. And then here they have, the video mode of kind of a, of an homage to that game and you can do it in 3d which is even cooler don and is designing that as we speak now yeah. he's got it on the 3d printer yeah. Hot wheels are turning right now. it's like 100 bucks baby <laughs> send me one guys just send me one for free you know that's, that's and you want a roof on it so it's another yeah. 60 yeah so yeah, that was actually pre-video game it was actually a mechanical arcade game that did like a film strip uh, something I don't know. There's That's what I wanted to know. Like when, because when I watched it, it looked like a video game, but it it isn't a video game, right? From no, from no, that it's, it's movie. A, yeah, yeah, the the one in the movie. It shows a scene actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's 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 a pre-video. It's from 1972, which was you know 1972 was the birth of you know real the real birth of video games with with pong and mm-hmm. you know tank battle or whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a mechanical arcade game that runs like a little film strip loop thing. Uh-huh. And I, maybe there is some video in there. I don't know. i have to look at it again. But um, so it uses a film strip. I was wondering how it, that shark looked realistic on that scene. Cause I'm like, I know it didn't have the technology. What's back really funny then. is the one, the one I remember playing, uh, the bowl was like bad. So it was really dark. You could barely see the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, I mean, really bad. You know, because it was old and beat up, man. I mean, this is a pool hall, you know. Sure. They're very mechanical, so they, they would wear out. Yeah. Hmm. That's cool. And as, that, as uh, we speak, by the that. way, all we've really seen on this is that initial Elwin. Uh, yeah, it's an actual film. Video. I'm I'm watching it now. I'm sorry, Dan. Go ahead. Right. 
nobody's yes, seen more than correct. the album video because they're going to do the stream. They're going to do the debut stream tomorrow. Tomorrow. Understandings. Yep. Can't wait. So we're With just kind of going off of about 10 minutes of video and uh seeing seeing keith play around with that game i don't know i think it looks like it's gonna be fun i don't think it looks like it's gonna be the best elwin i mean i won't know till i shoot it but looks okay it's got a bash toy and it's got those vertical those vertical or horizontal spinners which i think is kind of lame but (laughs) You know, I don't really care too much about Jaws. I think the LE is kind of ugly. I think that the Pro and the Premium look good. So hopefully, hopefully it gets it done. I mean, there's a lot of people really excited. You know, I, yeah, I mean, when I first saw the video on the, uh, the trailer, I thought it was pretty cool. I saw the shark popping out. I saw the horizontal spinners, the upper play field, and it, Looked like it was a really fun shooter. And like what you said, Don, I, I did see that element. The first thing that came to mind was that that eight or figure eight loop that Bond 60th has. Yeah. And I was like, yes, they included it in a uh, uh, a newer Stern, I guess, or not really a newer Stern, but a, a modern type game, if that makes yeah. sense. I don't know. But um, it really looks like that would be a fun shot to make. And yeah, I read through Pinside. I, I had COVID last week and I was in bed and I read Pinside and pretty much out of the 50 pages I read, it was all people bitching about the ball not being eaten by the shark. <laughs> right. <laughs> that pretty much sums up the Pinside posts. And what's really interesting is even though Keith said it didn't work because it was lame and it, it was not going to be fun to have that mechanic in there people still bitched about it and it just killed me to see that it's like okay if it would have ate the ball then they would have been bitching saying oh no another game that eats the ball you know oh okay we had already jurassic park that had the dinosaur eat the ball which really it didn't it held it but still right. pretty I gotta, close I to it be more, right? more the dinosaur eats the ball in the real jurassic park the day the <laughs> yes. east one it does right so it's said and done the lawyer, so yeah. okay yeah, exactly. And it will kill the flow. If you have to shoot it in the mouth, you're going to have to wait for the ball to return somehow. And what is it essentially? It's a scoop. And Keith Allen no, doesn't no, like No, 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 Mark, because the main toy on this game is a bash toy. So it's not yeah. really going to be a flow kind of game. It's got that captive ball bash toy and then it's got the shark bash toy. Not having the shark eat the ball is a bad move by Stern. Okay, so you're on that camp. Okay, no, no, no. I'm not like, oh my god, it doesn't eat the ball. But I'm just saying, give the people what they want. Yeah, right. Like it's it's almost insane that they have something that's like such a gimme. Just come up with a way for the ball. You know, the ball can go into the mouth of the monster on Stranger Things. Right. right. The ball could go into the mouth and it could dribble out behind it. It didn't even need a subway or it could have an up post or a, or a popper or something. Just it's just a really, really bad decision. I don't think it's going to ruin the game or nothing, but it's just like it It kind of, you know, it's just kind of missing the point. Here's my free idea yeah. for this. Right. So 
yeah, yes. up, you hit him one to three times or whatever. That final shot, a magnet in front of the shark activates, grabbing the ball and then pulls it down underneath the play field. Like the like Jaws is going under the water, grabs you and pulls you down. Then it rolls into a subway and locks or something. Um, yeah, steal the metallic like magnet. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, like that's what I was thinking. You know, what if like the magnet grabbed the ball, all the lights went down and then it was like kind of moonlit. And then, you know, you hear the waves and then all of a sudden your ball gets starts getting tugged on. And then the thing just gets drug underneath with a big fountain of red lights and LEDs. That's what I thought we were going to get. It's like the moment from the game. Um, now that's cool. Yeah, now yeah that's that a great idea. like a moment. Jump, come up like peekaboo, get hit and then go right back away. And like, that was it. <laughs> was like, well, this is not it. Like it doesn't shake or rattle or anything, you know, like, um, yeah. You know, so it's like the next time you come back, you have to hit him twice. And then he peekaboos away. And then the third time, three times and that lights the insert. I don't know. Um, I, I want to see more, but you know, that's, that's where my mind would have gone to it. And and Stern, some clever people, I'm sure they thought of this, but you know, whether it, there was no room under there for the mech or no way to implement it, who knows, but, but man, that would have been cool. making it harder than it needs to be though. What you do is you just straight rip off Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and the shark is up on the back and there's a ramp and you just pop the ball up into the shark's mouth. Like you're hitting it through the ring. Ah, and then the final mode, you have the ring magnet where it holds the ball. And then you get a smile, you son of a bitch moment. And you launch the ball up into the other ball and you knock it through. Yeah. Oh, there you go. No too. subway, no fancy mechanism. You could do it on the pro. And it, and everybody would have like, I mean, yeah, okay. We did it on Lord of the Rings. Uh, but, you know, I think everybody would have... Uh, would have been okay with that I, except for you know the hardcore show just like they did that in lord of the rings i'm a big proponent of grab things that were awesome and worked before and and reuse them you know i don't i don't, don't see that as a bad thing you know or, you know maybe you could take a, a new take at it or something but yeah like if it worked before eh, go with it again you know what innovation in a game where you hit a steel ball with a plastic paddle <laughs> i need innovation <laughs> that's why we have uh p3 multi-morphic you, uh, innovation so yeah yeah we want innovation just not that yeah it's <laughs> just not that innovation yeah no um and we talked about the pro a little bit um oh the the, the we decided is that a drop target with the fin or is it a stand-up target with the fin no, it drops. It's a drop target. It's, it is and a drop it, target. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, what was it like a stationary target that just goes down kind of like pinbot except just one? No, um, it slides okay. back and forth. Yeah, no, it looks real cool. It's and a I, cool mech. That's a cool mech. mech. Then it's got the red LEDs so that it, it gets, uh, it looks, looks like, like blood there's blood. Yes. Right. I think it. I, I, that's really cool the, with the way the light changes. I, I started looking at that going, oh, it's changing the blood. That's cool. Because I like the blue. I thought that blue lighting's really cool. And I started seeing the red lighting and went, oh, yeah, I, oh, that's that's neat. My only concern is how robust is it? Hopefully it, you know, goes a long way before it breaks. Well, it'd be a lot more robust than having it shaped like a fin because I heard that the ball <laughs> just launched off ramp. of it. Yeah, it was, like a, it was like a ramp. That's what they said. Yeah. I, right. Yeah, I heard that too. So it just launches off of there, or it doesn't keep its integrity to break, probably. And uh, I, yeah, I know everybody's like, "Oh, there's a sticker on it," uh, but and then they were also bitching like, "Oh, is it going to go backwards?" And it looks like they thought of that where it will come up. And I don't know yet because we haven't seen a full gameplay yet. But 
it looks like it will go back down and then reset and then come back ah. up and then keep going forward instead of going backwards, back and forth, like Mick on a target <laughs> for Rolling Stones. Oh, Mick on a stick. Mick, Mick on, on a stick. stick. Yep. So I don't know. I Like I said, that's a, that's what, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen until I watch the full <laughs> gameplay. But when I saw when Keith was playing it, it seemed like it popped up on the left side and then it moved over to the right. And then it disappeared when it got hit. And then it resets. That's kind of cool. I would, so, I would rather that it actually move back and forth, mm-hmm. even if it only shows the fin going one direction, because I think that would be more fun. Yeah, I not, agree. Not, I agree with you. I'm not enough mm-hmm. of a marine biologist for that to really bother me. <laughs> uh, but I'm just, I'm just super cool that that made it into the pro, because I got to imagine that that's not a cheap mechanism, right? Yeah. My my only beef so far, honestly, and Dan and I were talking about this a few days ago, it's not a big deal. You could probably do the mod yourself, is if you go back to Baywatch in the mini shark fin flipper, I think there was a missed opportunity to reuse that part. Yeah, they should have had a shark flipper. That would there are cool. going to be so many 3D printed shark flipper fins. There you don't are, need yeah, to worry out there. <laughs> they're already done man there's there's a guy in toledo with like 700 of them sitting in boxes ready to ship they're only 80 dollars each so yeah there you go well i know that they'll have a, a lot of the mod makers will be creating some awesome stuff for that game that stern missed out on because it's almost like stern does it on purpose so the mod makers can make cool stuff to to replace stuff that is so cheap on their games but you know it it it, the whole idea behind it is that uh, it definitely has a, an original layout, a little more fan layout, but I don't mind. I like those kind of games, too. I'm not complaining, but um, the rule sets look fun. I mean, it's kind of fun where you're a Clint and you have to hunt for sharks. And um, I like how you have to spin the reel just like you're reeling it in on a fishing line. I don't know. It's kind of cool. I, I think the rules are going to trump the issues that we had with uh people being disappointed with the max but we'll see i don't know i i think the rules look a lot of fun it's definitely hard to follow though did you notice that when keith was playing it like how it just jumps from one clip to the next and it's like okay where am i at am i in this mode what, what's going on here and all of a sudden you see people screaming you know in the water and then all of a sudden it jumps to to brody and you know putting in the the show in the old spice yeah yeah, it's kind of weird. Like it goes back and forth. So I'm sure it's early code, but it was kind of hard to follow to see exactly what was happening in the game. Uh, and even when Keith was explaining it, and of course he was just perfect precision hitting every shot. It almost looked boring because he was making every shot. So he was already getting to the, to the like mini wizard mode. Didn't he get to the mini wizard mode already? And then he just stopped. Yeah. Well, I guess that's enough guys. Bye. He George Lucas. It. <laughs> he did George Lucas. Okay, it. I guess we're done. There yep. was like way, way too much of like Brody chumming the water. This is Jar Jar. Yep. <laughs> he's gonna be he's gonna be the big hit with the kids. <laughs> did they did they name the shark toy Gay Bruce? They named Bruce what? or Bruce? Not Gay Bruce. Sorry. They they call him Bruce uh, uh, on Pinside all the time. So yeah, I guess that was the uh, mechanic <laughs> was, that didn't he, work. Yeah. Well, he, Steven Spielberg named the shark after his lawyer. Bruce. Yeah. Right. So, That's no. correct. I brought up a picture so. of the, the Baywatch shark fin flipper and yeah, this thing looks ridiculous. Uh, is, is it not a dolphin though? Is it a shark? I guess you can't tell just from the flipper here. Yeah, it's a shark. shark. But that looks so dumb. I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to be great. Hilarious. 
<laughs> sure. I, I, Baywatch you know, is I, actually is a super cool game. It really is. And I've never seen the show ever. All these games based yeah. on lame properties are good. And I think the reason is because the studio or whoever was making the, the film or TV show had some money in the marketing budget and they put it towards a pinball machine. And, and the pinball designers, you know, I mean, the games are designed by people that make great games. So just because it's Baywatch or Waterworld, you know, it doesn't mean it doesn't like shoot well. It's not really fun. Right. I mean, you know, look at Shadow. Who, who saw that movie? You know? Even when it, I, I terrible. Did. Yeah. <laughs> terrible <laughs> movie. The irony yeah. of Baywatch, though, is is that it came out from Sega, right? And that was just a real dark. Like Sega was like putting a lot of stuff in games because I think that that was how they competed. But like the games were never very good, like Mary Shelley's and Batman and whatnot. But somehow of all the lame properties you could have picked, <laughs> Baywatch kind of bucks the trend and ends up being super fun despite having a really poor theme and a lot of stuff going on i also loved those gigantic sega dmds like they yeah. look so good especially when you put the xl color dmd in it we were playing uh god what were we playing we were playing mary shelley's at, at pinagogo and i was like man this game sucks but this <laughs> display makes me want one <laughs> Like it looks so great. Like I can't believe that. Like of all the things that Sega ever did, that like that was the one that nobody decided to rip off until uh, the Medieval Madness and Attack from Mars and all those remakes. They decided to do larger DMD displays because they just looked amazing. Mm-hmm. They were cool. They are. They're yeah. great. Batman Forever sucks, but I want a Batman Forever just to put that giant display in. Yeah. <laughs> we just get the. Uh, just get the. Um... The Maverick game. Oh, yeah, Maverick, too. That's another one that had a big display. Yeah, yeah but yeah. Maverick is just bad. <laughs> well, you know, the the, the riverboat's pretty cool, you know, if you, if you don't got mind waiting. Yeah, it's I was going to cool, say, if you don't it, mind yeah. waiting, you know, 41 minutes to get your ball back. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I went down yeah, kind, lunch. Kind of like Rescue 911, where you have to wait forever for that helicopter to take it. But it is a cool Mac, but it does take a long time. It's always broken. Yep. Always, always broken. So all so those games are not as good as Jaws, though. No. Or no, no, they're not. So <laughs> any more thoughts on Jaws? I mean, uh, so uh Pro Premium, where's everybody coming down? I haven't really been following that yet. Um, I you know, the Shark Fin Mech is in both of them, so that's great. Um, stand-up targets versus drop targets. I don't see like a whole huge gain there. Um, Peekaboo Shark no. is kind of underwhelming. So is the upper play field on Jaws worth 3000 extra dollars or not? I think Peekaboo Shark, you got to kind of have it. Like it yeah. might not be great, but it's the big mechanical feature. Upper play pro, fields, it seems like people can take or leave. Yeah. I'm an upper play field guy. I love upper okay. play fields. Same. I'm a premium dude generally. And, but even I can see like, you know, I don't, I don't think you're losing much on the pro. Plus you get a better view of that art in the back box too, or the back of the play field where like you see the whole Amity Harbor there. Um, it's missing because the upper play field just knocks out that, that back plate. Um, huh. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, but um, either way, you still have that same wave ramp to go up to the, the, the wire form on the pro or the upper play field. And I want to see some more footage of that being shot and, and how easy it is to get up there. Cause it looked like there was some rattle rejections there and, and that would kill the whole thing. If that shot is super hard to get consistently. Yeah. 
You know what it does do really, really well in all the different versions, though? especially with the art blades like it it's a really good environment like it really does nail the world under glass thing oh yeah Yeah. it looks like the ocean and the harbor and the boats and the shark like that's really cool i love games that do that yeah i mean picturing like what i would expect from a jaws machine this is what i would picture in my head that it would look like you know wire form ramps the ocean the beach the harbor the marina some buildings perfect Exactly. Beach sign. Wonderful and inexpensive little touch. And you know, it was funny. They were bitching about the sailboat not being there. It's there. It's just hard to see, but it's there. Yeah. Remember they were saying that on Pinside that the the sailboat was missing. They forgot that. It's It's there. It's freaking there. Yeah. Well, they didn't like it didn't have the orca. The orca's there. It's the mini play field. Exactly. And it's got, uh, it's got Hooper's boat and it's got call outs by Richard Dreyfus. How cool is that? I mean, he yeah. looked really bored. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? Clip? Super jackpot. <laughs> okay. You know what came to mind when I'm watching him do that? <laughs> Look, if, not everybody is John Rise Davies, okay? <laughs> if you've ever seen The Simpsons where Lisa Simpson's doing some kind of voiceover, or yeah, I think it was Lisa Simpson. And Krusty comes in, he's smoking a cigarette, throws it down. Hey kids, hey, hey, buy my cereal. That's how you do it, kid. Yeah. You know, and he's like, <laughs> I'm off for tennis, you know. And like that, that's what reminded me of. It's like, like I'm I'm doing this because it's a paycheck. You know, it's like, wow. Okay. He did it because he wanted to, because you know Dreyfus doesn't need the money. He didn't no, get he out doesn't. of the nursing home for four hours. <laughs> exactly. They're probably giving him a machine. I bet you that he's just excited to be getting a pinball machine. <laughs> Yeah. Of uh, himself. Like, you know, it isn't like they made a what about Bob. Oh, man. I, you know I would play the hell out of that. <laughs> I mean, what about got, Bob? Oh, yeah. I've got my Bob, uh, oh, wait, the, the pop figure where he's tied to the cell boat. I'm sailing. I'm sailing. I've got that sitting <laughs> on my so desk. Good. Right so now. good. That movie is so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's sitting on my desk right now, along with my Max and, uh, my death row Marvin from, uh, from, uh, God, why can't I think now? My brain's like, hey, I need more comedy. How do they pitch that enough. movie? All right, all right. Think of misery, but as a comedy. <laughs> there you go. That's it. That's all you got to say. Yeah. Pretty much. It's like misery, except for we're not going to have the scene where we break the guy's ankles. That just makes you automatically go like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> There's not a man in the world who's seen that movie that doesn't do that when that scene oh, shows oh, up. It is. Oh, oh God. It's so bad. Written by Stephen King. That's what we're going for here. <laughs> uh, yeah there you go that's, that's a robot chicken episode <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a great theme they should do robot chicken pinball oh my god that would be good <laughs> that's that definitely good. a spooky pinball franchise spooky come oh. on get on that's it that's marvin sin city there we go sorry anyway so. sin city that'd be cool too it would be cool that would be a cool pinball especially with the monochrome kind of yeah yeah, everyone's all fascinated with making black and white and red machines. Great, make Sin City. Yeah. That'd be dope. When are we? Oh, yeah. who's, who's in on Jaws? Who's who's who would who would buy a Jaws? So if I had play money right now, I'd buy a Pro. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I kind of wanted a premium, but then my distro was sold out of them. They're only making a limited run for the end of February, March, and then they're telling me I got to wait till June, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be out of interest by then. Yeah. 
I know we're getting one locally. Uh, we're getting one over at uh, Elbow Room. This thing's going to be everywhere. Yeah, it's going to be everywhere. But uh, I know Ted, who's owner of a new pinball bar in Reno. Yeah, he opened it on January 1st. Sorry to go off topic, but uh, he is getting a Jaws Pro. And uh, we'll see how it is. I will get to play it. I can't really say anything about uh, rules and stuff until I play it. I got to play this this machine before I can make a judgment call on that. But as far as first impressions go, I wasn't blown away like I was for Godzilla, period. End of story. <laughs> I mean, this is a game that they're going to be making for years. If you want one, you're going to be able to get one. And I'm looking at uh, Foo Fighter premiums right now going for like $8,000. With- wow. Really? Yeah. They're- yeah, there's 28 for sale right now on Pinside, just the premium for Foo Fighters. That's nuts. Really? 8,000? Yeah. Well, right. But th- there's a problem with Foo Fighters. Yeah. It's Foo Fighters. <laughs> yeah. This is a you can't game. listen to the Foo Fighters music that many times and just be like, I want to keep playing this game. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be mean. Like I think Foo Fighters is a great game. I think that the play field is fantastic, and that for for Jack Danger's first game, I think it's an unqualified success. But I think that as a theme, it's just not the kind of band that I think that a lot of folks can you know can kind of marry and have that in their house. Seven thousand. Like I've, I've got ACDC, and I've heard the songs in it a thousand times, and I can still, you know, throw on a whole lot of Rosie and and rock out. But like, you can play any of the songs in Foo Fighters, and I'm just like, okay, it just doesn't matter. I'm just going to ignore it. I agree with you. It gets grating sometimes. Yeah, I, I, with Foo Fighters, music. I reached a point I just wasn't really playing it much anymore after about five hundred. So I sold mine for eight with a full powder coat. With I'm a giver. Nice. Nice. I love that you super tricked out your Venom and then sold it. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fun to do, though, man. I, I made this thing look awesome. I found a guy to make the LE armor, got it powder coated, put my own mods in there. I put a spinner in there. It was great, man. I, I, I dug my Venom. Did you ever hook the spinner to anything or was it just spinning? No, no, it was just spinning. But there's a so the spinner was never lit. Yeah, there's. <laughs> There's a specification. Ah, see, I was waiting. Ah, set it up, knocked it out. <laughs> I, I swear that game had a spinner at one point during development and they took it out, but they left the hole in the plastic and they left the mounting underneath where you can just put it right in there. And so that's what I did. And so, I, yeah, I could have wired it to something, but, you know, flasher or whatever, but it's just fun to have their little kinetic energy. Well, who doesn't love spinners? Yeah, Come man. on. Uh, yeah, that's, love spinners. That's one I of my favorite things about L1. that spinner kit in Metallica. Yeah, I got that. I don't know. Like right when I got the game, I bought that spinner kit and then I completely pushed out on installing it. <laughs> oh, so you still have it sitting around? Yeah, it's, it's just in the coin box. Oh, man. Well, I, I had gotten cool it from, it. I think it was hooked on pinball, right? Because my hooked on pinball lightning bolts never worked. And the guy like replaced them four times. He was super agreeable. And finally, he's just like, do you want something else instead? And yeah. I was just like, yeah, give me give me the spinner kit. And then I got a, yeah. I got a, I got a pin bits lightning bolt kit from a buddy of mine. Cool. And with that, um, we're talking about new games. Uh, let's talk about new old games. Uh, Pedrati is set to start making or remaking Bally Williams classes. Yeah. I guess Chicago Gaming Company is still going to make games as well. 
and I guess you can also count uh, Haggis. Haggis is still making yeah, theirs. Well, they're, they're still they're still not done making their run of uh, Fathoms, and they're supposed to be starting on uh, on Centaur soon. So we'll see how that goes. Bless them. <sighs> <laughs> yeah don i'm gonna let you start off thoughts uh i, I love this idea um you know of, of making brand new games that were based on ones that were released in antiquity and have been you know kicking around for 30 years in a dusty bowling alley or the back of someone's uh basement or something so you know like who wouldn't want a tales of the arabian nights like fresh off the line never been played just just ready to go right um, so, you know, I have some thoughts. I know, uh, Chicago gaming has probably already made deals for some licenses that they're going to make, but not, not all of them. So Padretti is going to be picking over what I guess they didn't want to go with. Um, so, you know, I was looking at, uh, prices for these games and it would make sense to go after ones that are in the highest demand. Right. Um, you know, you can go pick up a fishtails right now for $4,500. I don't see anybody really wanting to shell out, you know, 11,000 for a brand new one, you know, fishtails, but Tales of the Arabian Nights sitting there, you know, they're selling between 11.6 and 12.5 are the asking prices on Pinside right now. I'd say if I was going to pick one game that I would remake, that would probably be the one. And didn't they make a 2.0 kit as well for that game? They did. It was Marco. Yeah, it was Marco that showed it over at, was it TPF or was it Expo last year? I saw the TPF two years ago. I think they were. Or two yeah, years ago. Yeah. Sorry, two years okay. ago. So, you know, um, back when they did the, the white. Apparently that went up in flames, though, right? Because that was being oh, done that by. Was, uh, that was just. That yeah, was that was vaporware. By, uh, somebody related to uh, not Marco, but who's the German company? Mirko. Ah, Mirko. Sorry, I, I met Mirko. Sorry. Yeah. And, you know, with with, you know, the typical Mirko way. Yeah, it wasn't as good as anybody thought it was going to be. And uh, <laughs> it was vaporware. I love period. it. If you have a problem with our play fields, talk to the guy who's selling to you, Jersey Jack. Not us. <laughs> problem with our play fields? Fuck you. Oh man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. Have any more to say, well, Don? Um, I don't want to interrupt when, when you. When they did the 2.0 kit for Whirlwind, okay, I do know they did that one. I was thinking at the time it would be nice to have a brand new game built with this in there. Now that was before I really got into it and saw Suey versus the Grannies and how just ridiculous it was. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but those are my thoughts you know and you know that's a game for that's going a little bit better than fishtails right now you get one for 3900 there's another restored one for nine so maybe there's some demand there um of course adam's family probably has the largest demand of any of them um i don't know right. anybody wants to pay twelve thousand dollars for another fun house so i'm, I'm gonna go with toten if i was gonna pick one to make if i was a company that's what i'd be trying to get uh, but CGC may have already kind of have, have that lined up. Who knows? Toten is a really good one uh, because the code is not real in depth. It's pretty easy to get to the wizard mode. And if they had a 2.0 version to go with yes. that, which that would really make that game awesome because it is fun to shoot. There's some great ramps to shoot. There's some neat mechs on it. And um, it's it's super fun to try to get the genie to to when it goes underneath i always was amazed how that ball like disappeared that was like a wow moment you know like they call uh you know those special moments and that was one of those moments where i was like where'd the ball go it just like totally disappeared that was really cool um but yeah it's just a it's a fun game and uh having having newer code i'm sure that would sell off the sell out quickly yeah 
for yeah, sure. That, that's a safe bet there. And they didn't make a lot of them. It's it's another one that the low production numbers. Right. Yeah. There's not many out there in the wild. You don't see them unless you go to shows occasionally. But uh, I haven't seen them at a local arcade for a while. I know I had them one time at Beach Hut Deli a long time ago, but uh, that was the only one I've seen on location. Um, but that would be a good one. Well, nobody just thinks it's going to be them just making like full versions of their of their kit games. Like they're going to make a Funhouse Rudy's Nightmare and like Whirlwind Total Chaos. Like I didn't it didn't read yeah, to me like they're going to get into the we're making high end remake space. It just read to me like they're going to start making the games that they already make, except for you're going to get like full versions of them. Yeah. Well, here's the interesting thing. Will they be able to manufacture them faster than CGC? That's what I want to see. And that's why I'm excited about them because they did get those kits out when they announced they were already shipping right okay. away. So I'm hoping that they have a good uh, manufacturing facility in Italy uh, to be able to pull that off to do actual full games. But um, CGC, on the other hand, we're still waiting for Pulp Fiction. Hello. Well, when is that coming? We're still waiting for our Cactus Canyons. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Cactus cases, Canyon. Right? That's what I meant. Oh, My gosh. bad. They just they ended up having a lot of problems with that. And Cactus Canyon is is a game that like I don't think anybody really asked for. But, you know, the price. I think that what CGC did really well, especially originally, was they brought you a competently built. In fact, you know, more than competently built version of a of a top tier classic game for an extremely competitive price. Like when they had the classic versions out there for like $6,000, $6,500, you can get an attack from Mars, you can get a, a monster bash. It was crazy that they got rid of that. And then it was like, what, 8,000 bucks for the for the the next version up with the big screen and the better stuff. And, you know, I thought, you know, they weren't going to lose because it was like, well, this game is is this amazing game and nobody has it. And then I think they ran into the fact that it's Cactus Canyon and it's really not that good of a game. <laughs> it's just it had a place in pinball history because it was the last standard Bally Williams game. The production run got cut off at like 750 or 800 units. So, you know, it had a certain cachet because of that. And so now, you know, you see those things going secondhand for Stern Pro prices. And I think that you're you're running low on the games that, you know, have that that combination of like rarity and staying power. I don't think Toten does. I think Toten's a beautiful game that's a snore fest to play. Uh, it just has some really neat mechanisms, you know, uh, the little cages that pop up in the outlanes, I think, are so cool awesome wouldn't that be a great right? shark so game? cool right the, the 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 genie thing that pop or the 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 magnet that pops down in the play field of course it's got that big stupid spinning lamp too but like what else is left you know the big thing that keeps going around is that they have the rights to big bang yeah right? big bang bar i would buy a remake of big bang bar for nine thousand dollars and even that though game people, is fun people say that game the, is good yeah. yeah it's a terrible game i've always enjoyed playing it but yeah you know, some of that cachet might be the fact that I knew two dudes who owned it. Mm-hmm. You know, they owned the 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 uh, Cunningham versions, not the original. And then I know one guy who owns a uh, an original who brings it to shows, which is TJ. 
And yeah, it just, oh, it's, wow. it's just the thing that you don't see it, right? Like that's what makes it special. Once you have it, once you can have it, is it still special? Right. And I don't think that we need to have three companies doing these high-end remakes. But if Pedretti wants to make, you know, see if people want to buy, you know, a, an uglier, worse version of Whirlwind or an uglier, worse version of Funhouse, great. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've noticed whirlwind prices have been going down a lot lately. I've seen a couple for sale back down to normal prices. <laughs> total chaos is so bad it tanked the market. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, total chaos okay. was chaos. What's even worse <laughs> is at Golden State, and then from what you guys told me at last Pinagogo, they had that game set up and it wasn't even working right. Like the the single upper drop target wasn't working. Well, yeah, or, but that wasn't yeah. the kid's fault. That was just because no, but, it was installed but, in a crappy whirlwind. Right. But d- this is representing your product. You think they would say, hey, get that thing fixed, you know? It's a little shoppy shoppy. A little techy <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because that, that's, that's the way their product's being represented, you know? So. It played the same at... Uh, um, over in um, uh, Pentagogo. That's what you're telling me. Yeah. We, 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 it it we had the same condition. Yeah. <laughs> it was just- and, and, and they were both on level too. <laughs> it was the same exact thing. Yeah. It's like they just pretty much just, you know, teleported it from back in time, you know, and put it <laughs> forward and just kept it the same condition. Yeah. Authentic, <laughs> routed pinball machine experience. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you much. get. <laughs> That's what you get yeah. for for twelve thousand five hundred dollars. Yeah, I, I, you know it's been uh, Twilight Zone's been batted around. I've seen a lot of people talking about Indiana Jones lately. Yeah, because uh, there's a ton of those for sale. I think some people might be moving those because they think they're going to be remade. I think other people might be moving those because they've had them for a long time. And they want to make room for something newer, and they know the market's at the peak because games are starting to drop. You know. Even the top tier games are starting to drop a little in price because people just aren't going to, you know, a lot of people are like, I can go get a Stern Pro and have just as much fun. You know, why would I pay? Why would I pay 12000 for uh, the Williams Indiana Jones? Great game. But, you know, is it a $12,000 worth of great game? You know what? It's it's not an, it's it's kind of a snore fest, but. It's such a good looking and good sounding snore fest <laughs> that like you, you, you want to just let it go. You know, she's not exciting in the sack, but you really like to be seen with her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> she looks good next to my car. She's a hell of a cook. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, but yeah, Adams is, is the practical choice. Like the fact that nobody's remaking Adams family. There, it's it's a fun game. It sells for a bajillion dollars, even though they made a, a as many of them as they've made anything. It still earns money on locations, so operators will want to buy it. Yeah, you know, that's why you know Medieval was such a good choice because Medieval still would make money in arcades and Attack from Mars and Monster Bash. Like, of course, those were the first three because they're games that everybody wanted and people would still put money in. So true, and to this day. People always put money into those three games all the time, all the time. And, you know, the other thing I was thinking is they've done two Lawlers now, right? They did Funhouse. Could they possibly do a remake of Earthshaker? Oh, man. Oh, you mean like the Total Chaos thing? Earthshaker Total the, Chaos. the conversion kit? I don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they've done two Lawlers now. So it's like, are they going to do the Trinity, you know, 
to do the uh, do the trio Wait. of uh, of Earthshaker as a remake. Well, did they do? Pedretti? Did they do No Good Gophers too? Was that them? I don't know if that was Pedretti. It was horrific. It was terrible. <laughs> I, I was like, Man, you need to slide this on fire. Yeah, the Black Rose was horrific. Black too. Rose. Like, oh hey. my gosh, it's like a homebrew <laughs> software. What was it Dan said? How bad. can we make the the bad glass or the translate art even worse? Oh, I know a guy. <laughs> the ugliest translate ever and make it worse. Oh, challenge accepted. Um, I think yeah. that if you were going to do another System 11 kit, you should do either F14 Tomcat. Because they sold like 15,000 of those or and, and you know, I love F-14 Tomcat uh, or Black Knight 2000. OK. And that's just because I want somebody to make one called Black Knight 3000 Ooh. since they didn't call Sword of Rage Black Knight 3000. Hmm. Yeah. And I probably wouldn't buy it anyway because they wouldn't get the right voice and they'd probably ruin all the music. And that's all I really like about Black Knight 2000. Yeah. Who cannot love the music? You still have yours, Dan? Of course, I still have mine. Who do you think I you're talking you to? Yeah, I know. I thought you did. So, <laughs> huh? It still doesn't I, work. I've got the new flipper <laughs> install in it. It's been broken for like a year because I'm lazy and stupid. But I put a new Hot Wheel in my Transformers today. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, I got the boards out of two of my games, and I was thinking, well, it's cold and nasty. I'll work on them this weekend. Okay, I I didn't get shit done this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> like literally nothing. Okay, I was just like, I'm just gonna lay on the couch and watch uh, watch reruns of Letterkenny. So, so what what could Pedretti make that you would buy? Circus Voltaire. Voltaire is a pretty good pick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that would be a good one. That's another that game one. they didn't make a lot of because di- initially it didn't sell well. Well, it's just what do you want? Like, what would they make if you could get it for a reasonable price that you would you would put the money on? Well, they're doing Bally Williams license, right? Yeah, that's that's the deal. OK, yeah, that would be mine. Circus Voltaire. What would yours be, Dan? It'd be Adams, man. Adams. Like okay. Adams Family is that game that like I've owned a lot of games and I've never had an Adams Family. I've borrowed it a couple times. And it's always just one of those things that's just like, is Adam's family worth $10,000? No, but I still want one. You know, especially a brand new one, like untouched play field, shiny pop bumpers, every mechanism, hopefully working. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a good one. This might sound crazy though. Like I would rather have a game that came out of an arcade and has, has been shopped and worked. Like I had a medieval madness remake and it was really nice and it was the only way i was ever going to have a medieval madness and i enjoyed my time with it but like i think i still would have rather have picked up a a well-played one because to me it has that arcade authenticity i don't i don't know maybe i'm crazy but like i would rather have a game that that had that had it had spent its time in the trenches and it's been brought home to be fixed up and retired and pampered rather than a new one smells like Winston's and stale PBR. <laughs> you got it right. Like, you know, it's not perfect. It's already got coil dust all over it. 
You know, there's already a ding in the cabinet. Maybe there's a lockdown bar hole. It's a pizza crust jammed in the coin door. But I don't want to pay at the same time. <laughs> I wouldn't pay more for a crappy one than I would for a new one. That's why I got a Medieval Madness remake. Because it's like, well, I can pay $10,000 for a Medieval Madness or $8,000 for a remake. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, might be, I might be crazy, but I'm not stupid. mark. there's a market. Make a brand new game, but make it look like it's been in a bowling alley for 32 years. <laughs> Complete with a pizza crust. Simulated pizza crust. <laughs> exactly it's like like there's oily fingerprints on the glass that you can't wipe off no matter how hard you try because <laughs> uh, that's authentic man you know well, think uh, about funny. it there's something to be said for that think about why do you still go to the movies okay you can have a big screen at home you can have surround sound you can have the really comfy chairs that recline why do you go to the movies for me, I mean, I enjoy seeing a movie. I, the smell of popcorn in the theater, just that does it for me. I, just I want to talk during a movie. <laughs> it's no fun if there's nobody there to be annoyed. Well, there you go. Yeah, I just smell the movie theater popcorn, man. Just that. That's the the key. That's what and we'll, the sticky floor. Got to have the sticky floor, have right? Sticky floor. Yeah, well, it depends, <laughs> depends on what kind of theater you're going to, Mark. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, you're, you're the one that says, shoot, what is it? You got to shoot it to shark in the mouth. So, you know. Spencer. <laughs> What's that? So we have company, Spencer. Yeah, we have company tonight. We're getting really, really off topic. No, when Mark said that, I was just like, where the hell is he going with this? <laughs> oh. We can't oh, yeah, take you anywhere. Uh, but, uh, I, I, I wish every company well, but isn't connected to j-pop in any way um but yeah these guys they're not off to they're not off to a good start they're really not well, i no, mean aren't they the ones making the games for america uh, not american uh pinball brothers oh are they Adretti? yeah yeah they formed the euro pinball corp didn't they and yeah they're doing fine like they're so out they there actually doing how to make games and oh okay yeah, making making their little products like they're doing it. Like that that All company's right. legit. Okay. Like they're at least as I, legit as AP. Not that that's saying much. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. All right. Well, you know what? And then well, I, we I, love then, AP around here for the record. We have what? So we love American we, pinball. We love around here. Yeah. You know, we did a whole episode about Hot Wheels. Okay, and that was a I really think it popular, was the episode. Most popular episode ever. <laughs> Actually, you know, well, it's I I think uh, the one with uh, Fat Train is still number one. I don't know; it might be number two now. So I was going to give a shout out to Fat Train because he uh, did the code. He did the color. He did the dots. The color DMD on Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. He did. So yep, he's in yeah, a couple games. Yeah, Sopranos. Sopranos. Starship Troopers. Yeah. Yep. I like so shout out to that trend. So you like, like Sopranos. Sopranos? Starship Troopers is awesome too. game. Yeah, I like, like. They're all good games. They're all not Sopranos bad. is fun. Yeah, that's a good game. Any game, game with a with a, a fuck mode, it's just you got to get behind <laughs> it. <Yep>. Right. <laughs> well, you know, we got we got twenty twenty four. We're just off. You know, what I mean, we're still in January. We're off to a good start, and uh, we'll see what Pedrotti comes up and shows us during the new year. Hopefully we'll have better art than, uh, <laughs> than a couple of their games and better, better animations than uh, no good gophers. So, you know. <laughs> I don't think they did that. 
I don't I, think they did that. Okay, I don't think they didn't do that because I don't know who did it, but I, I, because I, oh, they got a, a 2.0 because that, that's a game that could use a better rule set. And I know <laughs> there's a guy on Pinside working on that and has been for a while. And I played it with, what in the name of God is this garbage? Yeah, it just looked like all placeholders, like you'd see, <laughs> yeah. like in a, in an early animation movie or something. Yeah. I don't yeah, know what you know, the original problem with No Good Gophers is. I think No Good Gophers is great. Well, I think yeah. it's a good game, but I mean, it could it could deal with some, you know, some improvements. It's so. a game about gophers and golf. How hard does it need to be? That's true. Without getting the license for Caddyshack, pretty much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They should just get yeah. the license for Caddyshack and do that. There you go. There's the remake. Infringement the game. There, there's the remake. <laughs> Caddyshack instead of No Good Gophers. Yeah. <laughs> That would sell off. Comes, of, comes the Ellie comes out immediately. Comes with the hat and the bowl of soup. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, down to the best game of 2023, or your favorite mm. game of 2023. Mm. Your personal oh, man, game of the year. I, I, oh, I think we should let so our tough. guests. So what, are, what are our options here, Spencer? Did you did you yeah. get yeah. your list? Yeah. Okay. So our options is. Um, P3 Multimorphics Final Resistance. Uh, James Bond 60th, 60th anniversary. The uh, Pro Premium LE other Bond models came out actually at the very tail end of 2022. So, um, so Final Resistance, Bond 60th, uh, American Pinball's Galactic Tank Force, uh, Spooky Pinball Scooby Doo from Stern Pinball. We also had Foo Fighters. And uh, we have the Godfather from Jersey Jack Pinball and from who are the guys that did Punny Factory? Uh, Pinball Adventures. Pinball, Pinball Adventures. Adventures. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and you've actually played that, Don. So we're going to let you go ahead and. Yeah. You played two of them, one in a show and one on location. Uh, I live streamed it. I think I was the only person that's done that so far. You the, have the, to. The, I gotta watch, watch that live stream because I'm, I, I, I gotta ask a question. Like, like somebody actually paid money for this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and it, it did relatively well on location. Um. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Jeff from Mad Pinball had it out there. Um. It was on location at One Up Arcade, I think it is, in uh, near Akron. And uh, yeah, they kind of uh, toured it around. It was one of the engraved editions. I will say the game that I don't hate the shots. Like like the person that designed the game actually has some some decent feeling shots in there. The theme is not the most compelling thing. Um, and, and the code is, you know, uh, the code. <laughs> you know, the, idea, the code exists. The idea is you're supposed to make 50 of these punnies, right? And there's an insert that lights up all the way to 50. And like, I've never gotten more than two in a whole game. So it, <laughs> it, it needs some balancing work there. Um, but, the, you know, the game doesn't shoot terribly. So there's that. There's some innovations in there that are kind of fun. It, it looked like it might shoot okay. might be fun. Kind of like Jetsons. I don't know if you ever played Jetsons. I, I actually kind of enjoy that. It's simple, but it's fun to play. Simple and fun, yeah. Every time I squashed a punny, it was you know, rewarding. I like that. I like the, like the ramps and things. Um, <laughs> everything else is a bit of a mixed bag. You know, but for, you know, the guy set set out to make a pinball machine, and, and he did it, and he sold them. And if you bought one, you got one. Well, there you go. You got the game, yeah. which is more than you can say for some other companies totally. out there. <laughs> and 20 years from now i'll be a collector's item everybody will yeah, want so one <laughs> games from 2024 venom came out as well don't don't forget don't forget venom, venom thank you 
I knew I, I I'm looking, I'm like, there was another stern. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have still not I've been like three times I made trips, or well, okay, I made one time I made a trip, two, three times I planned to make a trip over to Denver area to play Venom. And it just the last time I actually was in, I, I had to take my daughter and son-in-law. They they still live in California and had they were had here in October. I said, I'm gonna try to play Venom on the way back after I dropped them off at the airport. And then it was getting late. And I, you know, my wife had to work and I had to pick up one of my sons from, uh, from, uh, he had a, a thing going on. I'm like, ah, I just, I can't. So I haven't got to play it yet. So, and I really want to. It's, it's a fun game. It grew on me. Yeah. But not to keep well, it. Venom's not terrible at all. Like I actually think that game's pretty freaking fun. If you like no fear, you should like Venom. Yeah. I love no fear. Yeah, I agree. I think it's fun to shoot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I grew to like it. I was frustrated at first. Um, you know, I like the uh, the code that they put in there. The fact that you can level up, so every game that you're playing, like it, it means something. Um, I got frustrated the first playthrough when I, I got all the way to null. I was level ninety nine, and and there was nothing else you could do in the game at that point. Like you either had to beat the boss, or or that was it. You couldn't go back and fight any of the other guys until you beat him, and then the whole thing reset. And then you could start over. So it was like I was getting really frustrated until I finally like learned the shots enough that I was able to beat them. And then the game, you know, you get to pick another character and then it starts opening up after that. And every subsequent playthrough, I was able to get through it a little quicker. Um, and then I kept unlocking things and then it became really fun to come down and just throw like 10 games at it, you know, each night when I'd come downstairs. So there's something to say about Venom. Um, I tricked it out. I went ahead and sold it. The idea for me with Venom was I was only going to have it for a short time and then I was going to sell it on and try to get the next turn as it comes out. Um, but it's a game like of everything I think I've sold. I wouldn't mind at some point maybe getting another one. I kind of miss it. When you unlocked everything, though, it kind of hits the wall, right? Well, no, then you can go through and play with these new characters that you unlock. Um, you know, the whole game is based on mini modes, right? Make the three shots and then uh, you get go into a battle. With the new characters, you have to beat, you have to do six shots to open everything up. And each of them has a little characteristic that's fun as well. You know, Hulk gets a Hulk smash button that just, you know, gives like a boom button on, on Deadpool that just unlocks everything or hits every shot. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of fun. I beat the game with Wolverine. That was kind of cool. He's got his own call outs. Um, I'd like to see the code mature more in that direction. Um, but yeah, that, like, that was really fun. You know, to look at the game when you first see it, you're like, this could have been a P3 module. Everything is in the back third of the play field. You know, and that's that's kind of a, a fair statement to make. But the, the gameplay was engaging. It plays more like an arcade type game than like an adventure type game. You know, whereas, you know, Foo Fighters, you're trying to get through all the cities and everything. Venom, you're just like, you know, playing for score, playing for battles. And that's kind of it. Well, and I wonder, you know, is Venom the beginning of the next the next phase in pinball? Oh, I hope so. Because with some of the rumored titles that are coming up, they definitely don't feel like it's going to be like, okay, I'm going to sit down play three balls and run up the highest score. Can you imagine this code on like a Pokemon where you're like, you know, capturing all these critters and leveling them up and they all saved your profile. You know, the thing I liked about, you yeah, know, I played, absolutely. I played a lot of venom and now when I go on location and scan in all my game information's right there. It's like, I'm playing in my basement again, you know, I pick it up right where I left off. So that is yeah, cool. so to do that with like a Pokemon with like 150 little characters to collect and, and maybe trade with other insider connected people like or you could battle somebody else and it causes you to level up and unlock other things like the doors kicked open to, to like this interactive code. Yeah. Or even on like a Foo Fighters where you don't have to do all you wouldn't have to do all the cities in like one 
fell swoop. I think that would be fun for someone like maybe the modes would be a little bit longer, a little bit more interactive, like every, you know, like a role, like role playing pinball, yeah. like a role playing pinball adventure. Yeah. Like I I'm down for that. Um, I had my Foo Fighters here before I sold it when they did do the code update with the final wizard mode. You know, I got out the rubber band only without the Foo Fighters music. Yeah. <laughs> I, I shoved the, I shoved the sock <laughs> in the drain just so I could play through and get to the end. And, you know, that's how I was able to see the rest of the game, you know, as, as, as an average pinball player. So to have the option of playing in a mode where it could save my progress, you know, maybe not save your score, but, you know, save the cities you've unlocked so you can gradually build up to getting to that wizard mode and seeing it. You know, I think that's, you know, compelling. So is your game of the year Venom or did we just completely and totally oh, just well, derail? If I look at the, <laughs> the, the games that released this year that I've owned, Foo Fighters, Venom and Scooby-Doo from Spooky. Scooby-Doo is the only one that I still have and I'm not looking to sell. So it, I, that might that might be my pick of the year. I was just playing Scooby-Doo last night and that game is awesome. And and the code is still being developed and will so for years to come. And yeah, and the topper just released for it. So yeah, I, I think that the art, the, the sounds, when you get the Scooby-Doo multi-ball and it starts playing the theme song, that's fun, man. That, that's fun. That's a fun game. I think if there's one thing that like Scooby-Doo and I know they did it as authentic as they could do it. I just don't think that the voice of Scooby and I know that it's, I know it's Welker and that he's a legend. I just don't think that the, the, the Scooby voice is, is great. Yeah. That's the only drop. When I play Scooby-Doo, I play yep. Scooby-Doo. The Shaggy yep. voice is amazing. The Fred voice is amazing. I don't usually play as the girls either, but I play as Scooby-Doo and I'm just like, oh, that is not a good Scooby-Doo impersonation. And it's not even an impersonation. It's the real voice. It's, it's not the real, real voice. Yeah, Scooby shouldn't be telling me to shoot the lit shots. That's a little, you know, I, would, I don't expect that from a dog. <laughs> I want to hear and that's about it. I don't need you. Yeah. Get the multiplier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that is that is a fantastic game. Yeah, uh, Spooky's really been up in their game in the last few titles, for sure. Especially their two new ones. Like, yeah, I'm. Excited. Yeah, if we're talking about Spooky right now, I am super psyched about Looney Tunes. Yeah, we. All I watched are. the gameplay of that with Bug. I was like, now this is how you have fun with a pinball yes. game. Oh, it looks so good! I can't wait to play I it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've, I've played it. Yeah, they absolutely uh, nailed. The I know you've played it, Don. You've played it. Oh, <laughs> how, how I'm did, dying to I'm play dying it. Where did people you, to play it? Oh, would you go to the factory? I the fa- yeah, like 48 hours after they unveiled it, um, they texted me and they're like, hey, can you come down? I'm like, yeah, I'll be there in three hours. And I went down there and they had both games set up. And I got to play both of them. It was crazy. Oh, nice. Craziness. And that's great. Like, it, it shoots so well, like many of the shots, when you get them, they come right back to a flipper somewhere. And so you can just kind of combo ramps back and forth. It's like the first spooky that's flowing like that. And then that's kind of what they set out to do with this layout. And I can't wait for other people to play it too, just to validate my own feelings about it and make sure it's, I'm not just nuts. Cause um, yeah, I'm, I'm digging, I'm digging both those games. The assets are awesome on it. Oh my gosh. They're so cool. How like, I love the duck duck season and rabbit season how you have to hit the ramps to change it every time it's, it's so well done i mean that's a lot of work to do that with that code to get all those clips and everything but man they nailed it and here's my question was the voiceover redone for the classic cartoons or did they just use mel blanks no, they had uh, to redo them um 
So it's a little, little, you know, it's not the same Mel Blanc, but it's, it, it works. But yeah, yeah, the guy who does the Looney Tune voices now is really good. Eric is great. Eric Bauza is awesome. Yeah, he is really good at 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 uh, at all those uh, Looney Tune characters. However, is there Yosemite Sam in it? Because I didn't see him I in there. Him. Darn! I wonder why they left him out. I don't think they did. I think he's in there somewhere. Do you think? Because I, I mean, that's so. he's a huge part of the Looney Tunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only like thing. Or Fodbig. So no. the, the, the characters that don't appear don't appear because the licensor did not want them to appear. It wasn't because of okay. or anything, you know. Uh, so, yeah. so Speedy Gonzalez is not present. Pepe is not present. Um, and then, I saw his name on the scoreboard, though. Because, well, it's really funny you bring up uh, 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 Pepe Le Pew because apparently now he's been canceled because he's a lech. Okay. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> I, but, well, uh, this is funny. Some years ago, He's a stalker. The yeah, yeah. the mid nineties cartoon network canceled yeah. canceled uh Speedy Gonzalez. They quit, you know, showing his cartoons. And uh which is funny because it's the exact same time the number one cartoon on Mexico's cartoon network was Speedy Gonzalez. Speedy Gonzalez. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I um, I'm still, Rodriguez. Yeah, right. Exactly. In all of Mexico, <laughs> yeah. the community will come in and and get your characters in there. So get your cake toppers. We're putting them in. <laughs> did you did you talk to Spooky about getting uh, Taz to spin faster? Yeah. Have they thought of that? Thinking about it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's got to spin faster because that would just that would just make me just smile like oh, crazy. For sure. If it doesn't have like a broken finger warning like Doctor Who, it's not fast enough. Yeah. I don't know if it's a matter of changing the line voltage to that motor or changing out the motor or or changing a gear ratio. A gear ratio would do it. That's all I'd have to do. Yeah, there's going to be some modder who makes that happen like immediately. There's a timeline where oh, Taz is quite fast. (laughs) I guess, yeah, I see the Taz going so fast it comes off a little little pin (laughs) and just 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 drills right (laughs) through the glass. Now, now that's a mod. <laughs> that's, look, so, if, uh, if it ain't fun. dangerous, it's Gosh. not fun. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, we we had that talk too. Yes, it's it's only you know we need we need a pinball machine with clackers and lawn darts in it. Oh, um, <laughs> you know, we need clackers and lawn darts. Don, what do you think for the game of the year? Um, let me just go Scooby Doo because objectively, that's the one that I bought that came out this year that I have not sold. I sold Venom, I sold Foo Fighters, and I feel okay about it. But I'm not selling Scooby. Right on, Dan. How about you? Game of the year. Oh, you know what mine is? Galactic Tank Force. GTF, GTF, GTF. Um, honestly, I think that Galactic Tank Force is is a game that just it got buried by, you know, a certain a certain pinball personality and everybody just crapped on it. And I really was not about it at all until I got to play it. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this game is really good and really good looking and it does have some of the most annoying music since Foo Fighters but <laughs> like it's just got a lot of personality and I really hope that American Pinball lasts long enough to really polish up the code on it 
because it is a really super, super cool game. And uh, you could tell that everybody who worked on it really poured their heart and soul into it. And, you know, maybe it was maybe it was the last gasp. Uh, I hope not. You know, I hope that uh, that American pinball, you know, obviously they're not making their money on pinball. So hopefully who's ever paying their bills doesn't, you know, <laughs> turn off the spigot, you know, keeps giving them money so they can keep working on games. But I think that that game is just fantastic. And uh, besides that, I would say my my runner up would be Scooby-Doo. That was another game that like when it came out and I played it at the show, the weird like three second snippet of music and just really threadbare rules and ridiculously, you know, lackadaisical gameplay just made me go like, oh, well, this is garbage. Good job, Spooky. <laughs> but uh, since I've played it recently, they've they've done a ton of work on the code. And uh, it's got just a lot of fun stuff to do, you know, way better music, a lot of personality, really cool light show, just a really solid presentation. If you're a fan of Scooby-Doo, like I can't think of anything in that game that you that you would want that you're not getting. Just like Shaggy's character mode where you have to balance the sandwich by using the flippers while you're trying to hit the. It, there's just a lot of cool stuff that's. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Or find Velma's glasses. I mean, like I said, they put something in for every like like whoever worked on that game was obviously a Scooby-Doo fan. You know, Absolutely. You could tell that they like they put the thought and they put the care into it. It wasn't just like, OK, well, it's got to play and you got to be able to get points and you can you can stack some multipliers and you can get three different multi balls. You know, it's it doesn't feel like a stern. You know, where they're just like, it has to work, it has to do these things, and, you know, it has to make money. Like, you can tell that it was it was made for fans, which is what I really love about the way Spooky makes games. The restraint that they exercise to keep Scrappy-Doo out of there also is <laughs> commendable. Well, he's not part of the series that they adapted, though, so he we were safe from Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> yeah, he was 80s, right? Yeah, he didn't Wasn't come Scrappy around in until, 80s? like, the late so, 70s, yeah. and this is the late 60s version. In fact, we were sitting around the other night at... Uh, over at my friend Jason's house, him and his wife, Danae, do like a, a monthly get together and they have a Scooby-Doo, uh, uh, a spooky Scooby-Doo with fully modded out. They've got the topper on order, the whole works. And uh, we were talking about like how many different Scooby-Doo series there actually were and how short they lasted. Like no Scooby-Doo series up until like the last few years really lasted more than a couple years. It was like Scooby-Doo, where are you was only a couple years. And the new Scooby-Doo show was a couple years. And like the new Scooby-Doo movies was a couple years. And then, you know, it just, but it was always there. Every, every generation had a version of Scooby-Doo. And mm -hmm. I was I, never a big Scooby-Doo kid. And it was, I would my really like to see them do uh a mode where you, you you have the Harlem Globetrotters, the Adams family help you out. At least Sandy you Duncan. Know, solving the mystery. Oh, Sandy Duncan. No, but yeah, she was Apparently, you cannot get the Adams family episode on DVD. Really? I didn't know that. It's like, yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's not lost media because it's out there, but yeah, yeah apparently, I just remember like, seeing it as a kid, you know? There's rights issues where it's like, yeah, they can't oh, like, all licensing. Like, okay. Mm hmm. But like, oh, yeah, like Scooby-Doo Scooby -Doo be over my runner up, but Galactic Tank Force is definitely my my game of the year. And I kind of I kind of bumbled into mine and I'm really glad that I did. Right on. Well, I have to say what you're saying, Dan, that game is a lot of fun to shoot. I wish there were more on location and I wish it didn't have the the negativity of the issues that it's had. 
I know you ran into a couple of things here and there, but you got them all worked out. <laughs> Mostly my issues were just me being stupid. Right. But, <laughs> but, there's, but, there, but there's some issues with quality control that were not present with Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels was like really solidly built, but there's been issues with Tank Force. And Hot I'm glad Wheels. that you have a positive experience with it. Hot so. Wheels is an awesome game. It is. Yeah. And it's one of those games that like, I think that when people played Hot Wheels, like they sort of took American more seriously. But I think the problem was they followed it up with Valhalla. And while Valhalla is a cool game, it's It's not a bad game at all, but it doesn't feel as professional as it feels like what it is, which is which was a garage project. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, the software is more still images and, you know, it's got a good play field. It's got a cool theme. It's got guys with names like, you know, Jorgen Minder and stuff like that. You know, I think it needed like some cool Swedish death metal. Like that would have been amazing. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It was a downturn after the high point of Hot Wheels, which was a great license and, and a really solid game. And so I think that they needed to prove with galactic tank force that they they could do it and i think the problem was they had a nordman design they had franchi art i don't know what deaf moron they got to do the the gameplay music but all the other sound effects and the acting and everything's really cool and you can see what they were going for and just people didn't get it people Mm -hmm. didn't understand i think what they were trying to do and the weird the weird campy like 50s-ness of it and like you know, I think that it was, you know, everyone's like, well, it's it's a meme game. And I said, yeah, but I think it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like, I think that they wanted it to be silly and they wanted it. Like, I think that Dennis, Dennis Nordman's got a weird sense of humor. You know what it remind me of? It remind me of like watching a Sid Marty Croft show. <laughs> okay. yeah, That's me, what I, it reminded me of. I always get like a really heavy fallout vibe from it. Yeah. Yeah. It's cheesy sci-fi. It's cheesy B movie sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. It's stuff. good. I, I like the game. I, awesome. I agree with you, Dan. Like just, I, and I it agree shoots with you. great. And it's, it, it's a fun game. You know, just yeah. they just needed to I think that they needed to do something that was gonna be more accepted by the masses. Like they needed to do another Hot Wheels and then they needed to do like a galactic tank force. Like it was not the right project to do when they did it. And I think that they kind of bet the farm on it. Hmm. Yep. Whoops. So, Mark, uh, Mark, what's your what's game your... of the year, buddy? So, my game of the year, and I'm I'm happy to agree with Don that I really think Scooby Doo should be game of the year, just because when you see the artwork in person, it's the most gorgeous playfield art I've ever seen on a pinball mm-hmm. machine, and the way that it shoots. It's very original. It's not your typical fan layout. It It's interesting because you don't see the ball. And like I said, it's a mystery. And then you don't know where it's coming out of. But the modes are just so original. I mean, I love it how you have to shoot the shots in a certain order. Or you can't hit the shot twice. Or you have to avoid different shots. The, the way they did the code, especially like you said with the with the uh, stacking the sandwich and keeping it from toppling over and adding the ingredients as you go. I mean, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the use of assets and the way that they integrated the animation and everything is seamless. They did a really good job with the code on that. And it is just a fun game. Like you said, when you start the multi-ball, you, you really feel like you're part of that Scooby-Doo world. 
And I, I just love it. I played it over another Jason. I played over at Jason's house last night and I couldn't get off that game. I just, it's just fun. It's a fun game. And the upper play field is utilized really well. The interesting way they designed that with the bookcase where it is still a flipper, but it was covered with that plastic really adds a different element to it uh, when you shoot it. Cause you have to like sling it over to make the other shots. It's so cool. Yeah. It's really, it's really original and I love what they did with it. The artwork on the side. I mean, if you see a butter cabinet in person, oh my gosh, it's breathtaking to see it. It's beautiful with the direct print. Do you have it? They can make the art for Scooby-Doo so good. It's gorgeous. It's just, yeah, it's a beautiful game. And even the topper that comes with it is is cool. I mean, of course, the one that they have that you have purchased separately is even awesome or more awesome. But um, that's definitely my game of the year just because of its originality, the use of its its theme. It's, it's a world under glass. They have real sculpts underneath it. And it's just fun. It's fun trying to unlock the mysteries and then, you know, get the clues and then you start the mode and it, it just, it, you feel like you're on an adventure. You feel you're part of the Scooby gang. It, it's great. I, I definitely would say that that's the game of the year for me. You know, one Scooby of my Doom. favorite touches about that game. I love the fact that it's five players. Yeah. So you can yeah. have every member of the crew. Yeah, that's cool. But that's what I like. Spooky does that. They think out of the box. Right. They don't they, do their things. Fans. They, are, they, they definitely loved that theme. And they, they did cool things that, that go outside of the formula to appeal to people who love the, the product. Right. Exactly. You know, and it was, it's hard to really pick that the, the, the game of the year. I mean, that's the one that I picked. But if I looked at it like the best categories, I would say like, the most gorgeous game in person is Godfather. I mean, that's a gorgeous game when you see it, especially the the collector's edition. The most fun to shoot is Foo Fighters. So that would be my runner up just because it's great. But the music, I'm not a fan of the Foo Fighters. It's just that music doesn't get to me. If it was another band, it'd be a different story. But it's just every song sounds the same from them. So it just doesn't, I don't feel that variety as I do. And the rules are okay, but it's not like, I'm excited to get to a certain mode. It's like kind of the same thing, but the way it shoots makes it really a awesome game to play. And it is a flow monster. And I love that, how you can shoot with the upper loop and then it, or it goes up the ramp and around and, and it does have some cool max. Like you dead have to post. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The dead post is genius. genius, uh, and, and it's so fun. Yeah. I mean, a lot of good games, but all in their own category. But overall picture, Scooby Doo. Forgot Sorry, John, too. John? That that did release this year. Yeah, I was thinking that. Oh, okay, but did it ship? I haven't played it oh, though. Okay. So you haven't so played Elton John, so I can't because I, I can't say it. Then, yeah, mm-hmm. have you played uh, it Don? a couple of times? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Don's played well, it. Okay. What are your thoughts? John oh, it's it. fun, man. The first time I played it at Expo, I, I was like. I, I wanted to not like it just because I didn't want another game I had to get, but dang it, <laughs> it's it's fun, man. That honky cat, I love it. Um, I don't know that it's got the 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 depth of code though that would make it you know sustain at home, um, but it is fun playing an Elton John concert and it shoots incredibly well. Um, 
But, you know, I think once you get the multiballs a couple of times, I'm not sure that there's much else left in it or maybe I'm just not good enough to get that far. Uh, but I'll, I'll wait and see how that uh, how that kind of evolves. I do like it more than uh, Godfather for sure. Mm-hmm. How does it look in person? I mean, just visually. Uh, it's it's pretty, man. They they just got rid of vinyl graphics and they went right for Radcals on the side of both editions. Um, there's like uh-huh. six pounds of glitter in, in the CE. <laughs> 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 and it, 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 see but that that works perfect for elton john because he's always had that style flamboyant very, and yeah. uh very very colorful yeah always yeah yeah like if you thought guns and roses was gonna give you a seizure <laughs> hold my beer yeah does this outdo guns and roses don no guns and roses has a, that amazing light show um you know this, it's good. It's good. But yeah, it's not quite Guns N' Roses level where like every okay. song was just perfectly. Fucking a. Yeah. Yeah. Guns N' Roses. And now you can get one at a really good price. Absolutely, man. I almost want to buy a second one just to have an extra. <laughs> I know you love your Guns N' Roses. That is an awesome game, man. You just have to kind of you have to get into the vibe of it. And uh, I mean, I could imagine if you're not a Guns N' Roses fan, I could get not loving it. But like if you're a Guns N' Roses fan and and you just can get your head around how the risk versus reward of that game works, there's nothing cooler than cashing in a giant song jackpot. And I've never done it. It just That's blows why you away. I, like, yeah, the first time you get like 20 or 30 or 40 million or you uh, do like a on the do and you watch them, you know, get like hundreds of millions of points on one song. You're just like, and that last 15 seconds of the song pops up and it's like, you have to make that center shot. You're just like, ah! And oh, you never can make it. I never can, I make, can make it. Make it's it. like, it I hit it every time. And then all of a sudden when it gets to that last 15, I can't for the life of me try to get it into the scoop i can't do it it's like it's so frustrating six x play field i just automatically drain yeah as soon as you see a plaza jackpot is late you're just like ah (laughs) yeah yeah oh gosh all great games all of them all right spencer let's do it spencer what is it okay Okay, so you know well i i haven't played venom yet i have not played punny factory um, now I'm excited to play because, you know, uh, Don made it sound like it's not too bad. Love it. Um, Elton John, we talked about this before. I haven't played either, but I'm really excited because I'm a huge Elton John fan. And I remember being a little kid in the 70s and being mesmerized when I like I'd see him on TV, you know, because, I mean, he was just like he was a more, to me. He was always a more modern take on like Jerry Lee Lewis, man. There were no rules like I'm going to do whatever I want. and We're going to rock this. And I've always appreciated that about him. So, uh, but I haven't got to play that yet. Um, I really love Galactic Tank Force. I know, I know, Mark at, at, at Golden State, you and I played for the first time together last this last May, and uh, and I think I played some with Dan too. And we really had a fun time playing. I really like everything about it. I, you know, what a, a junkie I am for just you know quirky parody and comedy sci-fi B movie stuff. And uh, so I really like everything about it. I like the shots. I like the art. I like, you know, I, I, I like the game. Um, I don't get the hate. I really love Foo Fighters. Okay. I think by the time Foo Fighters came along musically, I was married and had kids and had a real day job and responsibilities. And, you know, so I, I got out of the loop. I mean, you want to go back to my day, you go back to, you go back to Elton John and Van Halen and Blue Oyster Cult and stuff like that. Um, 
ACDC more resonate with me. Kiss, Metallica, um, as far as musically. I like the music well enough. And when I started playing the game, I hear a song go, that's Foo Fires? I didn't know that was them. I like this song. So the music doesn't bother me. It might after six months of ownership. I don't know. But I love the shots. I love the little touches, especially like on the premium LE version with uh, with the dead post. The upper play field's fun. Um I, I just, man, I love the way it shoots. So I'm going to give game of the year to uh, Foo Fighters just because I love playing it because I love the way it shoots. And uh, my runner-up would be Galactic Tank Force, very close, almost high. So Bond 60th is fun to shoot, but not. It's a great game, it's but, great it's game not, but it's not It's not $10,000, $12,000. Yeah, yeah, it's like, I love, I love the way Beatles shoots. I love the Beatles game. And I love the theme. And I love the music. And now they're 6K on the used market. And I'm like, okay, now we're talking, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, uh, for what I played and, and what I'm going to give, I'm going to give my, my win to, uh, to Foo Fighters, a Scooby-Doo I really like too, but I only got like three or four games on it at the show and I haven't been able to play it since then. So I just don't have enough time on it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but another thing I'll, I'll point out before I let this topic die, um, on Scooby-Doo, when you are locking the balls for a player, the Mr. Machine headlights light the color of that character. Oh, damn. I haven't oh. Did you guys notice that? Uh, no. Yeah. Did you notice that, Don? No, I haven't. That's awesome. That's what. Well, that's what I'd heard. Okay, and I don't remember seeing it, but that's what I had huh. heard. Like you know, like the red for or whatever the orange for Belma and the you know, like the what is it? Uh, da- is Daphne green? No, Fred's green, right? Fred's blue. Oh Daphne's gosh, uh, magenta. Okay, so yeah, but from oh, what I heard, would be green. I don't Shaggy's know. green. Uh, yeah, Shaggy's <laughs> green. Shaggy's green. Okay. Yeah, get it? Hey, yeah. It's, uh, okay. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, they still need to get the Harlem Globetrotters to come on the come on the game with them, darn it. Um, <laughs> well, that was so see, that was more pop culture references from when like I was a little kid and would watch those shows, you know, and then you know, the like, the Harlem Globetrotters had their own pinball machine. Like, this is awesome. Cause I watched the Harlem Globetrotters every Saturday morning, and now they got their own pinball machine. And uh, and then, you know, to have them get in the Scooby-Doo game would just be great. So um, I don't know who do the voices because most of them have passed on now of that era of those, that era of Globetrotters. But anyway, um, but yeah, so check on that band thing. Make sure I'm not just like having a weird, you know, uh, flashback or something, but I'm pretty sure I read or heard somewhere that the mystery machine does that, but it's those little touches of spooky ads that you really appreciate. You have to check that out. Nice. Spencer yeah. does inhale a lot of exhaust. I do. I I get well. You know, never never let me go. Uh, you get me going. I've been good tonight for the most part. Well, I can't say that you're exposed to a lot of hazardous chemicals anymore because you're not an exterminator. <laughs> you, you got a great story about that, don't you? <laughs> I'm a professional. You're a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and tell the whole story, Dan. So I, I have Spencer come out to my house. I, I had I had wasp nests in the, the uh, mirror of my truck. And so Spencer comes out and, you know, Spencer's the kind of friend who he doesn't just come out and help you. He gives you the ability to help yourself. So I was like, here, I'm going to leave you with this can of, of, you know, super killer bug killer, which I mean, I still have. 
And he's like, when you use this, you want to wear your mask and you want to wear your gloves and you want to wear your goggles. Meanwhile, he's standing smoking a cigarette about two feet away from the mirror, maybe less, just just blasting it with this poison. And I'm like, didn't you just say mask and gloves and, and, uh, mask and gloves and, uh, and goggles. He's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. For you. I'm a professional. You're a dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) It was awesome. In in Uh, fairness, I haven't had a cigarette in uh, three years now. January. I don't think that was the point of the story. No, but but I just wanted to know. I think you were smoking is is like the ultimate. The ultimate. Yeah, I was wearing shorts. I was wearing shorts too, wasn't I? Like a t-shirt. No, I think you were you were dressed because you came in your truck, so you were wearing your your shirt, you were wearing your pants. But yeah, you weren't wearing any any PDA or. uh, PPE, PPE, yeah. whatever, PP, PP, ABPC, personal whatever. protective equipment. So, yeah, yeah. so yeah, anyways, <laughs> so games of the year, awesome, all good games. I mean, I, Godfather, I really enjoyed it. I only played like three or four games on that, but I really enjoyed it, you know. Um, I really enjoyed yeah. Final Resistance, I'd love to get more time on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like more time on that one, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, not a bad game in the bunch. And, I, of course, I haven't played Pony Factory, but Pony Factory. Uh, but you know what, man? Oh, man. If I played Pony Factory, I bet that that would be not the game of the year. It might even be <laughs> the lame of the year. It might be the lame oh. of the year. That was a beautiful segue. <laughs> you know what? I felt good about it. I couldn't pass on that opportunity. Sorry for grabbing the wheel. No, but everybody's but, no, favorite but segment. Beautiful. We got yeah. we got more responses about this last time that we did it. This time last year. So now we're going to talk about the lame of the year. The not necessarily the game, but like just the boneheadedest move or the stupidest thing or just our least favorite thing to happen. In the last year of pinball. Oh, yeah. Who's going to start us off? Do you want to start us off, Don? Yes. I bet you got a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Let's go over to Galactic Tank Force for a moment. Um, Yeah, game's got everything you would want, and it it, it plays reasonably well. The lame part, though, was uh, the marketing decision to do or to price the signature edition at what they priced it at. And, And when they recorded this awesome, good production value trailer for everything that you got, Amongst the banners and the poster that was suitable for framing, they also offered a refillable pint glass that you got for your $16,000 autographed edition. And, and that floored me when I heard that. Like, like <laughs> It's like they hired a marketing department or something, and they're like, we got to do something to try to sell this. Um, let's just say that the, the pint glass that comes with it is refillable. Yeah, that'll, that'll do it. That'll cinch it right there. You'll feel good about paying double the price for this game. Isn't that right, little Timmy? Like, oh my God. I was like, is this dude? That commercial is so good. How did none of you people understand how brilliant that commercial is? I I loved it, but like it is intentionally like that. Glass. It's awesome. It would be really great if you took that to their like their factory and they have a can I can I get a refill? And they're just like, oh, we'll fill it up as much as you want, buddy. You paid 40 bucks for this glass. glass. I'm going to go ahead and just jump in here real quick, though, and say to Don, you bastard. <laughs> 
because my lame of the year is definitely the way that they marketed Galactic oh. Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see? I mean, I'm sure you guys all saw that initial stream. Oh, yeah. It was, it was pinball infamy. Like when I when I watched that stream and remember, I wasn't in on Galactic Tank Force. Like I didn't decide to get one until I played it. I watched that stream and I'm like, dude, this game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like they're going to sell like 20 of these. <laughs> it was so bad. And you know, for an original theme like this, you got to come out heavy with like, here's the story. Here's what's going on. Here's who you are. Here's what you're trying to do. And like, it wasn't until months later when uh, Franchi appeared on the, the poor man's pinball podcast with Orbital Albert that he finally explained like what the story of the damn game was. Like, am I the tank force? Am I fighting the tank force? Who are these cows? Why do I care about Anoya? Like, 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 <laughs> Anoya have like a love thing going on and it's not explained at all. Like the, it just needs to not be broken. Like it just has to work. It didn't even work. It's like I could live with it. it's like, hey, you're gonna go on this, you're gonna go on this adventure, and you gotta piece it together. And there's all these characters. Great, that's fine. But when they did that stream, the game was broken. <laughs> you guys really, you guys really could have waited two more months. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah the, the irony is like i do think that like eventually they 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 got a marketing message together and again that commercial for the signature edition was kind of how they should have started maybe not with the signature edition but with the campy 50s like sci-fi dopey commercial you know sort of thing was was great but yeah they just did such a piss poor job convincing people that they wanted that game mm-hmm. I think that they counted on something else to sell it, you know, like just maybe the Nordman involvement they thought was going to be enough. Maybe the Franchi art, but man, it was just preposterous. When you fold the back box down, which is something you never do, it looks like a tank. Isn't that fun? Oh my goodness! Well, it's not going to pop out on this stream. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it reminds me. I was actually watching Amazon Women Mm. on the Moon because you're like, you know, like like there's pieces out of the movie. Like, what the hell is happening? Why? Why? What? (laughs) There's a monkey. It's like in a spacesuit. And then there's a girl. I don't know. It, yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Cause you're like, this is parody, right? This is humor. Cause it can't be serious. Are they serious? I don't know. <laughs> but you, you can Too also get the large box with a real thermos. Oh yeah. Yep. Well, if you get the $16,000 one comes with the thermos. You know, I'm just <laughs> for all of that stuff to go on clearance. Well, let's see you can refill your pint glass. Gosh. Refillable pint glass. Think of the value. That's a good deal. Infinite refills. You can oh, put as much funny. stuff as you yeah. want in this pint the Infinite glass. value there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great, man. You can tell Franchi like just, you can tell Franchi loved doing that art. Nobody's dogging on this game because of the art. The art's all like no. everything that they make looks great. The posters look great. The banners look great. But that first stream was a travesty. 
<laughs> it was it was the stuff that goes down in pinball infamy. It's 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 the stream that killed American pinball. Oh. Now you're talking about gameplay stream. Yeah, is that what you're talking stream. about? Was it was it was it dead flip? It was a dead flip, wasn't no, it? Gosh, no, but they kept taking the glass off. Dude, it was like so. Oh yeah, that's so right. Was, <laughs> that's right. It was like it your was cousin right. Eddie did the stream, right? Like real <laughs> tomato ketchup, oh, Eddie. Man. Nothing but the best. Like, the first <laughs> gameplay doesn't have to be a live streaming event. It can be pre-recorded, and here's how the game. Here's the modes. Let's make sure it looks good for the first initial impression, right? You know, right. I, I think it should be like a stream, right? But I think that what you do is you don't do the stream when the game is broken. And I think that like <laughs> if you're smart, you call you call Greg and you call Zach and you have them do your your trailer. Oh, for sure. Or your 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 little your little attract video because those guys have got it down to a science. Yeah, they do. Like if it was in 2024, if it wasn't already 2024, it would almost be Keith Elwin's 10 minute, you know, Jaws is super boring commercial. <laughs> but yeah, the Galactic Tank Force initial stream is is the most awesome that ever happened. Was it last year that the Twippies were really bad? Uh, that's when Rush uh, came oh. of the year. What was on? No, that was the year before, right? With Emoto and Jack. Oh, that was terrible. That was so hard to watch. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so bad. I was actually going to bring like, that up. Like, like, well, it, you know, Galactic Tank Force was bad. You know, the, their video, but it wasn't. It, you know, it wasn't Twippy bad. Um, no, it was Twippy ooh. bad. <laughs> okay. Okay, I have to watch it now just to get entertained. Is you the, the, the Twippy video or the? Uh, Oh no, the Galactic oh, Tank yeah. Force stream. I want to watch it now. It I got through about literally like a minute and a half of the of the Twippy that year and I just turned it off. And I've not watched since. Of course they're now. It was a travesty. Or they oh, that was yet or whatever. so bad. Talking the worst part was having a to talk over every single video clip. I was like, no, you don't do that. You let the video play. Don't talk over it. And she just kept making comments over and over again on it. I was like, oh, that doesn't sound good. And then the mic. That mic, who was, I can't remember who was presenting, but it was like the, the microphone was like peaking like beyond zero dB and it was just like distorting and it's, oh, it sounded so bad. It was just, oh, it was a mess. It was like our show before you came on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> Oh gosh! So I, I, I'm the textbook of hey, you can do a podcast. No, virtually not a fucking thing about any of this. Yeah, it's not good, but it's well. Free. Hopefully, well now they won't have it, right? So now we don't have to go through it. Or are they are they no? They're not doing the twippies, but they're doing it. They're not doing it live, right? I, they're they're. I, I mean, they're not doing it in person. Is that right? I don't know. Or yeah. they're not doing twippies at all. No, they're doing the twippies, right? But they they, okay. they did they 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 why 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 can't I word? They're not doing it the way they were doing it. Okay. Do you mean it's gonna be good now? No, I mean like the whole thing with the twippies. <laughs> oh. Well th mm -hmm. th this is actually you guys since you So they were it doing up. it and then they weren't doing it because it was gonna be macho pinball and somebody else was gonna host. Mm -hmm. the, the, yeah, since you brought it, that's actually my lame of the year, the whole twippy okay, thing. Okay, there you go. That's the There's whole, our segue. Hey, here, here's my segue. Yeah, yeah, well, look, <laughs> hey, I'm happy for you know anybody that's won. Like when Joe won, I was so happy for him. Joe's a good dude. His Grogu mod is amazing. I don't begrudge anybody winning. 
I think it's great. Um, I'm of a different cast because of the way I look at pinball because I'm an old dude where, you know, we would go play as kids at the bowling alley, at the local Quickie Mart, at the arcade. And we didn't, you know, like we didn't know who the designer was, or the artist or any of that. We just knew that's a Bally game. That's a Gottlieb game. That's a Xenon. That's an Evil Knievel, whatever. And we just play because we love playing. And I, and I want more people to, to have that mindset, you know, being recognized, the awards, um, you know, are all great. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think I, I don't want people to lose sight and just go, well, you know, I'm, I didn't get a Twippy. I didn't get recognized. And you, you put out content. You built an awesome game. You put out an awesome podcast. You know, we got Don here, guest hosting, who podcasts by himself. And I've done a couple episodes by myself. And to get up in a mic and do a podcast by yourself is no easy feat. And Don, I got to tell you, brother, you do it really, really well. Sure. Absolutely. Yes. I really enjoy listening to it and you do really well solo. And so that's, that's just where I'm going. He's like, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm floored over here. Thanks so so much guys. No, it's really, it's it. No, it really, like I listened to your last episode and then you, like I said, I almost wrecked my truck because I'm laughing so hard (laughs) when you did the, uh, the paper wood, the, uh, the paper wood prototype. Yeah, no, but you know, and that's, that's the thing. And I the want people rookie in pinball, right? You've been doing this for less than a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Started January last year. Yeah, wow. so you're, just, you're just getting out of your rookie year. We're catching you at the end do. of it. You know, and that's the thing is, is you know, you do it because you love pinball. You know, if you make a buck or two, awesome. I'm not making any money doing this, and I don't care if I do. I do it because I love pinball, and I love talking with the guys, and I love it when people come to to me and go, hey, listen to your show. It's not that bad. No, when they go, no, it really made me laugh. I had a good time. I felt like I was part of the group, and we're sitting around the table. And that's what I've always wanted it to be is just we're having fun. You know, I don't do pinball for a living, you know. Um, because if I did, uh, I, I, it, I, you know, I got a job I like it well enough, you know, and, uh, and I'm pretty decent at it. I, I do this. This is what I enjoy. This is my hobby. This is my fun time. And uh, I, I don't want anybody to ever get so sidetracked with, you know, making money or fame or whatever. I mean, I like, obviously, like, you know, the, the, the guys that make the games, obviously I want them to make money so they can keep making games. Um, and the guys that sell games, I want them to keep making money so they can keep selling games. But beyond that, for the rest of us, I just want people to remember the simple fun of, you know, I love the stories like um, which um, I'll ask you in a minute. Um, you know, how did you first discover pinball? OK, I'll ask you now. How did you first discover pinball? Oh, man, been playing pinball forever. Um, I think, you know, being a youngster and, and uh, at a restaurant or some eating place with my dad. And uh, they had a, that a fireball there, right? And he's like, "Hey, kid, come over here. Let's play this. It does something really cool, right? Watch this disc spin. It throws the ball all over the place." And I was like, "Oh, you know, that's fun." And I remember him telling me, "You know, wait for the ball to get to the end of the flipper. Then usually it'll go up and do something cool." And so, like that stuck with me. And then, you know, being a teenager in the '90s at the the Family Fun Center at the at the arcades, you know, when I was done with Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, there's like a wall of all these games back there. You know, Terminator Three, Adam's Family, Fish Tales, all of those. And I remember having a handful of tokens, and just walking up and down the line, like, "Are we going to jump on this one? Should I spend it on this one? You know, this one's two plays for fifty cents. Like, okay, let's go here." And and you know, I've always had that. And my dad nice to talk about. Wouldn't it be cool? if we could actually like rent one of these machines for our home for a month or something and have it. And like that idea stuck with me. 
you know, through into adulthood when like now that's possible. Right. So, um, you know, pinball's always been there, but like, you know, the last couple of years it's been like at this level where like, okay, who, who are the designers who, who's doing the music, what's coming out, what's new and being on that bleeding edge of, you know, the, the, the whole community and, and the industry. Um, you know, so that's kind of my trajectory there. Yeah, it's as soon as you care about who designed a game, <laughs> that's when you've gone to like that next level of just like, yeah. you're not just a pinball fan, but you're like kind of a cracked pinball fan. <laughs> and then as right. soon as and you it, buy a game, that's where you've just lost your fucking yeah. mind. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and those are all great things. And that, that is the magic of pinball. Okay. Uh, I met Dan through local pinball league and we've been friends ever since. I met Mark at Pinagogo because my wife and I were standing in line to play the Hobbit when it was the brand new game. And Mark was in line. I said, you want to just jump in with us? And we've been friends ever since. Yeah. And, uh, and that's the magic of pinball. And that's what I always want people to really hold special. It's, it has the ability it's in the real world, not just like online, which there's nothing wrong with that, but actually build, build friendships and relationships, you know, um, you know, I, almost three years ago, I moved to Wyoming and I'm still really tight friends with the guys here on the show, with all the people in my old pinball league that Dan's still part of people in the Reno uh, scene with, you know, with Mark, you know, I'm still friends with all these people in real life. And, you know, we always look forward to be able to see each other at the shows and things like that. And that's the magic of pinball. Your story is a great story. I have in my game room in 1976, Gottlieb Surf Champ. For the same reason, Don, basically it's, I would go with my dad to the local 7-Eleven and play that game when I was a little kid. And I would always say two things I would always tell people, and you know how kids are on the playground, they laugh at you or whatever. When I grow up, I'm going to be a bazillionaire and I'm going to have my own pinball machine in my house. (laughs) Sure you are, Spence. And the other one was a Corvette, which I still don't have yet. And I'm at that point in my life where I just kill myself with it. So, um, but I have the pinball machines, you know, and I, I'll just go out and just sit in my sit on the couch in my basement and just stare at the games. Sometimes I'll just turn them on, not even playing, just stare at them and go, God, what a lucky son of a bitch I am, you know, because mm-hmm. I did it. You know, when when we were kids, even in like you, you know, uh, in the 90s and, and uh, all you guys more in the 90s, you didn't know anybody who had a pinball machine in your house. You had to go to the bowling alley or the, or the, the family fun center or the burger shack or pizza place or whatever um, to play a pinball. Nobody had one in their house. Nobody we knew. Yeah. Remember watching silver spoons, little Ricky Schroeder and he had like video games in his house. (laughs) Yeah, man. He's got, yeah. He's got like a centipede. Totally remember that. Sure. Sure. And you're like, Oh my God. Ricky didn't have the machines in his house. Dad Dad did. His dad even in the eighties. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Edward Stratton, the third, right. Isn't oh, that yeah, what his name yeah. was? Edward Stratton, the third. Yep. Yep. I was right. a Silver Spoons fan. Was, and it was, was Monte Carlo, by the way, that was the machine that was in his house. Oh, his wow. pinball machine okay. was Monte Carlo. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Tom, Tom Hanks and big had a pinbot. Pinbot. Yeah, that's right. So. Yep. And, and that's, I, you know, I'm kind of really getting off topic, but, and that's what I don't want the Twippies or anything else to ever take that magic away. I love, you know, it's like when we go to the shows, 
and I would bring a game. I would bring Surf Champ. I would bring, you know, Whirlwind when I had it or whatever. Or you guys bring whatever your game is to a show. And you see somebody play it and you hear the story, you know, because, yeah, yeah, hey, what's your story? You know, it's like, oh, you know, because they get all excited. It's like, you know. I, I, you know, I, I play this game with my best friend in junior high, you know, he lives across country now or, you know, uh, me and my wife, when we we're first dating, we used to play this game at, you know, at, at Bronco Burger or whatever, but they're great stories, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's the magic of pinball. And that's the thing that I don't ever want. I want everybody who loves pinball to remember that and have that and not worry about, you know, the award show, you know, it's like, it's nice. It's nice for everybody, you know, who gets them, the content creators and like that. But it's just at the end of the day, man, it's, it's just, you play pinball cause you enjoy it and you have fun. And if you're not having fun, why are you doing it? That's my lame of the year. For the record, yeah. you just destroyed the lame of the year segment. <laughs> I kind of did, didn't I? Because I, because I came you out just, swinging. You just ruined it. Spencer. I kind of came out swinging. Yeah, but I picked on everybody else. So. You just obliterated I, it. I, I, <laughs> I, I came out swinging last year. I don't even remember what now it was. It, now it sounds petty and and lame to be bitching about the way they marketed Galactic Tank Force, and they're no, really it doesn't. They really fucked up. You're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> My lame of the year is Spencer. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> there you go. No, I just, it's just a whole debacle. It's like, why does anybody even fucking care? Mm. You know? So are you saying you wish it was still on or I'd, I'd for those say categories? Why, bother? Or not? why even bother? No one cares. Yeah. Shut up and play your games. You know? Because a lot of okay. people do care though. I, they do. And that's like, where really, you're missing the point. Like I, people People want to, you know, when you're, when you reach a certain level of, of fandom inside knowledge, whatever, like pinball's great, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll all agree that pinball's great. Playing pinball is fun. Owning pinball is insane, but it's, it's rewarding in its own way. Recognizing the people who, who create pinball and who, who, you know, do all the various aspects of pinball, the industry awards is is awesome i think that where the twippies went kind of sideways was it became a popularity contest that one person really really cared about and everybody else just kind of cared about taking this one person down yeah that's what that's and that's what i'm talking about too that, and we know who that like, person is and we know who that person we is all know. It's it's gone. Gone. yes there you go. <laughs> you know, you this isn't really a podcast. This is an intervention. <laughs> there you go. It's okay to not win a I Twippy. I'm going to eat the Twippy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even made out of metal. It's a plastic. Oh, well, so, yeah. Isn't the moon like man? You can wear it on a plastic? chain around my neck and walk around. Like, yeah. yeah, there you go. Flavor Flavor. Yeah. There you go. I love Flavor Flavor. That guy's great. Um, all right, my lame of the year. Oh, you still got you your lame yours. to come? No, I didn't do oh, mine didn't yet. Do mine. All right, okay. Mark. All right, so my lame of the year is Chicago Expo with pinball adventures not having freaking elements work at oh. all. <laughs> so I couldn't see anything yeah. working on it. <laughs> Did they the glass was off the whole time. They never, I've never seen, I think I've seen it shot once and then it just went dead. So I was real disappointed because I thought, there were some cool things on it that I wanted to see and it did not work. The ramp at all. my finger. And that was I was what, playing with it with the glass off, just like checking everything out, and I cut my finger on that sheet metal ramp on the right 
<laughs> Did you really? Oh, goodness. Really? That was the fifth element of the game. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but here's the deal. Was 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 Broken Elements still better than Ninja Eclipse? <laughs> I, I'm mad now because I want to change my vote. My 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 uh, lane Don, of the year you played was, you played Ninja Eclipse. <laughs> what you think? I forgot. What you think, Don? You you. It was yeah, a fun game. I can't wait to see the other half of the cabinet. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> they did say they're gonna they're gonna put it in a standard cabin, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, and uh, I don't know if they're gonna keep the 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 shiny acrylic instead of back glass that the whole thing whips off there. Um, some cool innovation. Um, it, I think it just, it just needs a project manager. And come on, an app to play the I mean, game? Yeah, that's, that's lame. That's a that's a non-starter on location. Nobody's gonna do that. Exactly. So nice, yeah, I mean, nobody's going to do it at home because they don't want to. Obviously, nobody's going to do it on location because well, you put it on free play at home. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. But well, that's the thing. It's like on location. It's like so you're going to have to buy a service and pay money when the uh, the return on investment on pinball on location is already so bad now. That's yeah. that's genius. You know, it's like okay. it's you like, know what though. It's like I kind of see a spot in the market for like a game like Ninja Eclipse, right? Like if they made a game like that and they said, Hey, it's not going to have a coin door. So you don't have to pay for a coin door and we're going to do it this way. We're going to do it that way. It's like, okay, great. Good job. But then they're like, it's $10,000. Like you fuckers are out of your mind. That's like, I, I really want to know. I really want to know the truth is, is Bobby boy still behind this? Just, you know, just own it guys. Oh, isn't he in jail? Well, I know he's not in jail. He's still doing. He's still doing the court dance. He's bringing his mom, oh, Lord. into court to testify on his behalf. That he's a really good guy. Hand oh. to God, <laughs> awesome. You got to be kidding no, me. No, no, seriously. He's getting character witnesses. He's lining them. He hasn't brought them in yet, but he's trying to line up character witnesses. His, his mom, parents his mom's probably counting on still getting her uh, social security back or something. Right, yeah. <laughs> God, that's gonna be the lame of the year. There's so many. No, but I, I just that would be the lame of the decade. That would be the lame of the decade. But yeah, I want to change my lame of the year. It's not the Twippy mess up, which that's bad enough. But no, it's that Ninja Eclipse. Because I wasn't even gonna mention. It. I wasn't gonna give him the time of day. And then Dan got me on a roll. And I don't know if you oh, listen. Here we go. I don't know if you listen. They I actually had Mark bleep out half of it. <laughs> Man, I went off like, yeah. Yeah, I went off good. (laughs) That was your most epic rant. That was epic. I I was out of the room too. Like I went to the can or something when we were doing it. I came back. I had to listen to it on the on the on the car stereo, and I think that's when I almost drove off the road. I was like Spencer. What what was what what episode was that? Was that fifty nine? Oh, I don't know. Fifty nine. Fifty nine. I think it was fifty nine. Yeah. Yeah, did, yep. uh, Don, did you hear that episode? No, no, I got to go back and find it now. Go back and find 59, listen to I was my like, you epic don't think rant. I actually listen to this podcast. Why do you think I decided to be on it? <laughs> it's hilarious. I'm going to make sure it's the right one. Let me just check real quick. So, we, need yeah. to do a clip. we need to get a clip of that and put it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, do so it. Good. Gonna, we'll do an animated me. So, you yeah. look at how oh, awesome so a game Labyrinth is sitting over there, and they got so much crap for only having one coin slot on the coin door. So then, what did you expect when you show up with half a cabinet, no coin door, an app you have to download, if, and forget it? 
Well, but see, yeah. if you bust that grand. and said, okay, we're doing this for $4,000, people would have went, everybody would have cool. been like, oh, fucking A, right? Like, that's cool. But they're like, no, no, no. We're going to charge $10,000 for this. Oh, crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I've officially Absolutely changed my name of the year to that, not the Twippies. <laughs> so, yes, I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, episode 59, Fall is here. Okay, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So, yep. yeah. Yep. That's yeah. the one. Oh, Fall is here. Spencer is just losing his shit. Uh, yep. <laughs> no, it, and that's, I, because I, I already went off about them. And that's why I kind of just like, all right, let it go. And I'm kind of thinking, because last year I really went off on somebody on the lane of the year. And I'm like, I'll try to be a kinder, gentler Spencer. And then you guys brought it up. And again, I went, wait a minute, these clowns. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's just like, stop. Okay, look. You got the oh, you got gosh. the Stern home games, which are a pretty good value, especially now because they're going really cheap. And then they, they you showed up with less, like you said, you know, like Don just said, and you parked this thing next to Labyrinth. These guys came out of nowhere and look what they did, and what they were the same price. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. You know, it's like you can get this, you can get, you can get, yeah, yeah. you can get a Cadillac <laughs> for the price of a Yugo. Or you could get a Hugo for the price of a Ferrari. What's it going to be, boys? David Bowie singing over here versus, yeah, that you can't compete at that level. Right. Yeah, ex- yeah exactly. Right. And you played it, Don. You played it. Yeah. My lame of the year is officially. <laughs> and, and then Ninja, Ninja Eclipse. Eclipse. What the hell are you trying to sell? It's like, is it an eclipse? Is it a ninja? Does he have a mission? Is he good? Is he bad? What are we doing? Are you playing as the ninja? Are you playing as the sun? Is it a lunar eclipse? What are you trying to tell us? What story are you telling? Now you're just asking. Well, the cabinet definitely got eclipsed. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> when the moon shines bright, the shadow forms the other half of the cabinet. See. <laughs> oh my goodness well grasshopper <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh god there's something so wrong with us i want to play that again oh. ninja, ninja <laughs> it's fun to play but yep but labyrinth is better oh, right labyrinth, labyrinth is, is on better. order yeah labyrinth hopefully it'll be coming next month oh. the oh, wow. thank you Oh, oh, you're so lucky to get man. that. That topper man. is really cool looking. That's beautiful. Oh, that's yeah, Labyrinth, yeah. Labyrinth is one of those games that I think that nobody saw that shit coming. Yeah. No, nobody <laughs> saw yeah. that coming. And then yeah, there was, was sort of no, like they did that no little leaks. they did that little trailer, and you're just like, oh man, what a disaster is this gonna be, or what kind of disaster is this gonna be? And then they actually showed the game, and you're like, oh yeah, this looks pretty legit. Go and and they're producing right. They get them out the door now. Are people getting them? Are they manufacturing yeah, them now? So, um, they, they said that that order numbers up through 700 should be sent by the end of February. Now. I don't know that they have actually 700 orders. I don't know where they started their numbers at, you know, <laughs> but um, I'm, sure. I'm in 650 or somewhere in there. So I'm anticipating I'm going to get an ask to pay the rest of it here pretty soon. Ooh, yeah. how exciting. So this is why, this is why cool. even though I'm kind of on the fence, like Jaws would be fun to have, but I'm not like super enthusiastic about it. I'm happy keeping that Jaws money local because I don't know what the next surprise drop is going to be in the next six months, you know? Maybe this Alice in Wonderland materializes mm-hmm. out of the mushroom smoke and blows us all away, you know? And so I'd hate to be like in on another cookie cutter Elwin Stern when like something magical could pop up. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we've all seen the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> go ahead, Tom. What was the, it? The paperwood version? <laughs> Not the whitewood. Yeah, the paperwood paper version. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe the pinball machine comes like a cereal box. You cut out the back of it and you could fold it up and then, and then get to play it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You actually take a box that it comes in there and that's go. the back box. You have to fold it together. But it's actually going to be a pinbox, <laughs> pinbox 3000 kit. So. <laughs> Oh, now it's better. Now it's better art, and you can color it in oh, like the old. I love it. Like the old posters you used to be able to get, where you get the pens and you color it in. Yeah, just make sure you have good ventilation, or you're really going to go to Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the hope, right? Oh God, those old El Marcos when we were kids. Holy man, <laughs> mommy, I'm dizzy. <laughs> Keep on, kid. You'll get everything. Get some more in there. <laughs> I just can't stay in the lines. <laughs> Time for shout outs and thank yous, gentlemen. All right. Well, hey, I'll start. I, well, I want to thank, thank Don oh, for, uh, sir. for being interested in being on the show and, uh, you know, being super, super cool about just you know no no drama at all you know thank you for uh for wanting to join in on this debacle that we call a podcast we've been doing this for a long time (laughs) (laughs) unlike uh unlike the rookie of the year here but uh you know thanks for thanks for coming and hanging out with us for uh uh, going on two and a half hours anytime This is what long term, this is what long form podcasting is about. This <laughs> yeah, this is for those long gotta, commutes. Gotta strap on in. <laughs> it's like <laughs> long commutes. But thank you for coming. And thanks as always to uh to Mark and Spencer for uh for doing this and uh to, to everybody who loves pinball, you know, all all the league players, all the people making games, all the fans, all the people dropping quarters on location. You know, like I think Spencer said super succinctly earlier, you know, pinball. Pinball is pinball, but you know, the pinball community is, is what makes what we do in pinball so damn special. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, Mark, go ahead, man. Uh, my shout out also is to Don. <laughs> Thanks Don for providing awesome content for all of your, uh, all the news that you get. And I love your enthusiasm and your voice and how you present the material uh, with, with your passion for all of our same passion, but you really do a great job communicating that through the microphone and through your podcast. So we really appreciate it. And thanks for taking the time rescheduling. I know we originally were going to go earlier, but I appreciate you coming on later, uh, being a Packer fan. I I don't know if you're a Packer fan or not, but that was a good game. Um, but I really appreciate you, uh, being flexible on that and being our first podcast owner uh as a guest on our show right is that the first time we've had somebody like that on our show yeah yeah so this is a first of 2024 that's pretty awesome so yeah yeah so thank you so much for being on here and thanks for providing awesome content uh you are now the person that i listen to as a person who's solo who has a nice positive spin on things that are happening in pinball sure yeah thank you everything except for ninja clips we can tear that up (laughs) okay kidding yeah yeah, for sure. And and, and the, the gameplay video of uh, Galactic Take Force. 
Yeah, that I got to yeah, watch. Sure. Oh, man. Please, Don, you have the floor. Yeah, hey, thanks for inviting me on to your wonderful show. It's good to do some long-form conversations here with some other people. Um, and I just want to, like, just, I'm just going to shout out the community writ large for allowing me to have a space to even operate and do these sorts of things. Um, I, I do it because it's fun. You know, as long as I can be helpful and I'm having a good time, I'll keep doing it. So, um, you know, it's not about secondary gain for me. I, I like playing pinball. I lose money on pinball machines regularly. Um, but that's, but it's just, it's fun to do. It's fun to spend, you know, $500 to fly across the country, you know, to go to a convention and, and play like the newest things and see other people's reactions to them. So that's what I look forward to. Um, I'll plug myself. Uh, you can email me at Don's pinball podcast at gmail.com. Great way to get into the interaction part of it. And if you could do me a solid and head over to the Don's pinball podcast, Facebook page, I am five people away from a thousand followers, which will then open up a lot of algorithmic stuff with Facebook. And I'm super excited about that. Um, so yeah, just, just drop a follow. Uh, I put live streams up there. I give stuff away. I, I gave away three hats the other day, a Marco hat, a pinball brothers, and then one for mad pinball. And I'm sending them all out. One of them's going to Australia. What the heck am I doing? I'm losing money sending hats, but I do it for fun. So <laughs> <laughs> the guy in Australia is getting a shirt too, because I'm paying 30 bucks to send something. I'm going to send them. Exactly. <laughs> get, get some bang for the buck. Uh, but yeah, I'm just having fun and making it up as I go along. So if you have any suggestions, go ahead and drop me a line because because I'll use it. Just keep awesome. Yeah, awesome, man. Just keep making great content. I mean, you really you fill in a nice void and you got you do a great show. Um, I, I shout out to you, man. And for, oh, hey, and for the record, before Spencer gets started, yeah. speaking yeah. of spending five hundred dollars to fly across the country to a pinball show, it is one hundred and twenty four days until the Golden State Pinball Festival. And beautiful. Yes, yes. John, you have to come. That's the camping one, right? Don, yeah. Yeah. You have to come out. Right? Please. Yeah. yeah, The last time I was in Lodi was the first time I went to a strip club. Uh, (laughs) Well, it could be the next time you go to a strip club, too. I don't don't know know if I want to know what Lodi strip clubs look like. (laughs) So, Uh, before I do the shout outs okay Golden State Pinball Festival yes we have Camp Silver Ball so people we camp it's at the fairgrounds people tent camp and RB and uh, it's great so people set up set up awnings right like the pop-ups and they'll put because there's plugins for the rvs and they'll put several games out there and then when the show closes for the night they'll move games out of the show and have all night tournaments and dollar games and uh you know i mean so the show it's it's almost like it's kind of like the woodstock of pinball or like going to like a grateful dead show without the grateful dead kind of vibe because people are just on for three days straight and uh it's it's there's a lot of really great shows out there, but that's what really separates Golden State Pinball Festival and makes it just that much more special. Because yeah, yeah, and uh, the, the Lodi Great Festival Fairgrounds in beautiful sunny Lodi, California, home of the Zinfandel Grape. So there you go. So to finish my shout out to yes, Don, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for providing us with great content and free entertainment. Yeah, and uh, to our listeners. Get on his Facebook page and let's let's get those numbers up, people. Let's help a brother out. Uh, to my co-host Dan and Mark, who put up with my Linus uh, at least once a month, man, and we do this show, and uh, and we do it because it's fun, you know, and it's about pinball, really like one of the most awesome things in the universe. With all the craziness in the world going on, people need we need more fun, we need more smiles, we need more pinball. So. Um, 
shout outs to uh oh, who who's your flagship don that you you you're home for your show oh uh probably uh well mgc is technically closer but probably chicago and both okay yeah. okay excellent i mean who who like like where do you like post your podcast to originally oh uh it goes out on spotify but it also the rss feeds picked up by everybody Okay. Yeah. I've been listening on Spotify. I used to listen to everything on Stitcher, but then Stitcher closed yeah. up. So, um, okay. So let's give a shout out to Spotify. Um, yeah, I don't judge, you know, I mean, <laughs> oh, Spotify, they take money. What I did, they provide content. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so our, our home flagship is, uh, SoundCloud. Um, and you can get us on iTunes and other RSS feeds. Uh, I've seen our episode show up on Spotify. So, um, but yeah, so, uh, want to shout out to pinball podcasts are sold. That's right. Um, I want to shout out to project pinball again. Um, great organization support these guys, you know, you can give them a few bucks, whatever they're charging and get in the raffle to win a new pinball machine. Um, if you're so inclined, you can just send them five or 10 or 20 bucks or whatever they put pinball machines and children's hospitals and Ronald McDonald houses. Um, there's kids out there that are really, really sick and need something to make them smile. There are families who have kids who are in the hospital that are really, really sick and need something to make them smile. And a pinball machine can do that for a few minutes. And, uh, that is worth this weight in gold. So support project pinball, keep playing pinball. Thanks to all our wonderful listeners who tune in every month and go, good God, what are these guys on? Um, uh, coffee and Reese's peanut butter cups tonight, gentlemen, ladies, or ladies and gentlemen. Nice. That's what I got, man. Um, thank you guys for making episode 61 wonderful, unique, and fun and entertaining. Awesome. Thanks. So I'm going to uh, start us up. And then, Don, you want to help uh, jump in and finish us out? Uh, yeah, yeah. Play we're we're closing out. Okay. We're close. Uh, yeah, let's, do you have anything else? I think I covered just about everything. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. And drop me a line. Let me know what you want to see, and I'll, I'll, I'll regurgitate that back out into your ear holes. I love it. Awesome. Keep making good content, man. Thanks again for coming on. So episode 61 of the Spinners Lit Pinball Podcast, January of 2024. Play pinball. Keep, Keep America, America strong. strong.